0: You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants? Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta
1: eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumb ass? Yeah, you f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were
2: not a good
3: baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about
1: it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sound like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real,
2: for real,
1: yeah. I've been drinking. You told
2: me to leave I'm in my order while you're making out with
1: that slut.
3: Being in the industry with how much you take on your face.
1: Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. i make you slap somebody.
2: This is terrible. This is the I he ain't have I had to take
1: off my shoes. So kiss my black. Y'all okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends.
0: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch, being a loser.
1: Hill misses. Rebound goes to the cabs Jr. Smith brings it back out. Throws to the hill. Hill shot
0: blocked. And we'll go to overtime. You get the feeling JR Smith know the thought the they had the lead. He no. didn't know the score. I think,
1: exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith.
0: Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We will get the JR multiple times. We'll also get to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. That will happen at 7 o'clock this morning. You can catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free I Heart Radio app. Before we even get to the game, the arrivals were the story yesterday. LeBron James... One of the best athletes in the world. Inarguably, I think the best NBA player in the world currently. Showed up wearing shorts with a suit, boots, and then socks almost up to his knees and carrying a purse. That's right. One of the manliest men in America, and I'm not going to call him a bitch. I'm not going to call him, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to question his manhood. He could show up here, turn me upside down, shake the change out of my pocket, which wouldn't be much, but he could do it. So obviously LeBron, full-blown man, you can't question the manhood of LeBron James, but bro, carrying a purse, I mean, dude, that's not like a handbag. It's not like, well, you know, I got the shaving kit in here. He's got a
2: purse. To me, at least the purse in the sense of like, well, dude, you could carry something in there. But like, why are the shorts? That was the thing where I was like, what are you doing, bro? They
0: look awful. If you haven't seen this photo yet, it is online for you. Facebook.com slash Stansberry show. This is where, dude, when I saw that yesterday, I was like, dude, just let them wear what they want. Just just let them wear what they want. Dude, if they want to wear baggy clothes and chains and they want to look like Iverson, then dude, then don't have the suit rule. Don't have like, dude, you don't have it. Like, dude, this is, like, this is what happens when power and money go unchecked. This is, like, what I always talk about when, like, a new record comes out from a band that's, like, famous from 35 years ago, and nobody wants to tell Def Leppard, dude, this album sucks, don't release this. Nobody wants to tell him. This is what happens when money goes
2: unchecked. I don't think I think the rule only applies to the post game. I think the pre Oh is that right. I don't think you have any obligation to wear anything as you're walking into it the arena. To, oh, it
0: used to be bus the bus, you were to be in a suit.
2: I thought it was only for the post game interviews. I could be wrong there. I could. I could no, no
0: honestly, bus. it could be me. Honestly, it could be me. I, I don't know. I thought that was the rule that they had instituted after Allen Iverson.
2: End of the day though, dude. I mean whether you were obligated to wear something nice or whether you decided to wear this that on your own, bon- that was
1: terrible. Terrible, Terrible.
2: dude. Terrible. And they weren't just, like, shorts. Like, it wasn't like he wore, like, basketball shorts and a blazer and was like, dude, I don't care, whatever. I'm just putting on the blazer because, like, I'm obligated to do so. These were, like, suit pants. No, he thought this looked good. Suit pants with, like, shorts on them, dude. I don't know. I'm certainly not a, uh, what do I want to say here? A, um a pinnacle of fashion or anything like that, but good God, was that awful.
0: No, I'm wearing a T-shirt I probably already wore this week. Probably. But 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 that
2: I, but, but I know say.
0: enough not to carry a purse. Now, I know. That in 2018 is probably hot take. Oh, my God, Sansbury doesn't think men should carry purses. Oh, my God, he's totally a homophobe. I mean, we always knew it. You could always hear it. Little dark web, you know, alt-right in there. You could always hear it. No, I was just raised in the 1980s when men didn't carry purses. Like, dude, here's what I'll say. MJ wasn't showing up with a purse.
2: Nikki Six never had a purse. <laughs> did, 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 no, Nikki never, never. Had all right, a purse? dude.
0: All right. Google challenge. Find me Nikki Six with right, a purse. Right. I mean, dude. Find find me that. Yes. Did did bands wear women's clothing? And of course, that was always ridiculous. And they look like idiots. Like people kept telling me, "Oh, I bet you didn't have the same take on you know Angus Young from Deeply." Yo, no, Angus Young looked like an idiot his entire career. Yeah, I never understood. He that. He looked like an idiot. <laughs> he
2: was was that? That was the gimmick.
0: Is that they knew it looked kind of dumb. That's why they did it. That was the whole thing to bring you to it, was to make you talk about it, because they knew it looked kind of dumb, and it was going to get them talked about. That was the whole reason they did that.
2: Is that true for all people who do, do, uh, what do I want to say, outrageous fashion things? Dude, that
0: was definitely a look at me, I'm LeBron James, I can get away with carrying a purse moment. Like, that's exactly what that was. I can't wait to talk to Munch. He had issues with the National Anthem last night, and I did not. I felt like that young girl did a pretty good job. I don't know who she is. Apparently, she's on a couple of shows, ABC runs or whatever. And uh, I, I didn't know who she was, but I felt like she did a pretty good job. I can't wait to find out what his issue with that was. Now, let's get to the game. And I took heat on Twitter for saying this last night. That if this is the best the NBA has to offer these two teams, yikes. And I know... Scott from Waiting for Next Year tweeted at me, both teams shooting 52%, and the score is pretty close. My team that was supposed to get run out of the gym is, 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 is holding. Fine, that's great. This is one of those moments where analytics tells you the game was good, but the eye test tells you it was bad.
2: What was bad about it? The to you?
0: first quarter and a half of that game was sloppy CYO YMCA basketball. It was awful. The dude, the loose balls losing, the passing to nobody, the turnovers, the shooting of the threes with three guys on you, both teams missing. Dude, at the end of the first quarter, it was three for 18, three for 13 shooting threes. Tell me how good that is. Tell me how that's good. It's not good. It's a horrible watch. Now, what people were tweeting at me, you're stuck in your father's NBA. Now, you got to understand this. Some of those games were bad to watch, too. That hacking every time somebody went into the lane in 50 foul shots a night, that's a bad watch, too. But it doesn't make what happened last night a good watch. Just because the score's close doesn't mean it's an enjoyable watch of an NBA game. That's not what that means. Which, and let's dispel some of these things that, that you're thinking in your head right now. I made money last night on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I'm going to go so far as to tell you how much. I made $1,500 last night on the Cavaliers last night. I took them getting the 13, and I took the over at and half. Made money. Won both bets. So you'd think I was perfectly happy with how the game ended up, right? I made money. Dude, it doesn't look good. Like I'm sorry, dude. Now, the game in the end, I will admit, it got tight. It was, it was, there was drama, and it pulled you in. The first half of that game looked bad. It just didn't look like a professional product. Like it just looked like you know what it is? There's no systems in anything anymore. These guys know now. The NBA has kind of figured out and by the by the NBA, I don't mean the league, I mean the players. They've kind of figured out. Dude, at the end of the day, as long as we're all so good at what we do, just go out there, roll the ball out of the court, and we'll just play and see what happens. None of it looks systemed. None of it looks like anything else. It's just like, oh, he happens to be open. Let's do this. It always looks, it feels like hockey scoring. It all feels like an accident that led to something good.
2: Um, uh, I, I I guess, I mean, I sort of understand what you're saying, especially with the Cavs, but I don't know. The Warriors definitely playing the system. The Cavs, I think if three anything... Three for
0: 18 from three, dude, well, to I start mean, the game up. Uh, that's
2: horrific. A poor shooting performance in the first half, sure, but I mean, they run plays.
0: That's that's my problem, is that, dude, it, it it's all now Chuck the three. It's all that. And dude, I'm sorry, it's just not as enjoyable to watch.
2: So 52% shooting from the field, not... I guess I, I mean, how, how, dude. Again, this is where analytics
0: tells you one thing, but the eye test tells you another. A good
2: baseball player hits three hundred, and it's like, okay, that's decent. Okay, so but hitting, we're not
0: talking about baseball. We're talking about the NBA Finals. Hitting, so let's say on the NBA Finals, and I'm telling you that analytics tells you one thing, and yet the eye test tells you another. The eye test tells you these guys. Look at this. This is a mess. It looked like non professional basketball to start the game out. Now, as the game started to get closer to the end, I would admit it tightened up, got a little bit better. Everybody got a little bit better. JR's a mess. JR is a total mess. You have to have situational awareness in that moment. You're a professional. As a matter of fact, JR, you are an NBA champion. And what you were last night, in the end, when we needed you, was a joke. And, guys, you got one guy who doesn't know what the score is, doesn't know to call the timeout, and you got another guy getting himself injected with three seconds left to go in the game because he can't hold his emotions down. Tell me again how LeBron is staying. Tell me again. Oh no, LeBron's going to stay. Everybody else is going to go. Okay, you Google those Cavs contracts and you tell me the team's come knocking for George Hill at 100 mil. You tell me who's coming knocking on the door to take Jr. Smith off your hands for that money. The answer, nobody. He's hamstrung you with these contracts. He's known forever he was going to do it. He is setting the stage to go. Last night proved it to me even more. If you woke up today thinking, oh my God, we were supposed to lose by 20 and we didn't. We have a better chance to win this series today. I don't think you were paying close enough attention. Golden State, I don't feel like, played exceptionally well. Cleveland, I think, played beyond what that what the ability of what that team is for a great portion of the game, and then at the end kind of blew it. Situational awareness, didn't have it, kind of you know in the moment, let emotions take over, and they screwed it up. But if you think the Warriors are going to start that cold again, you're out of your mind. You had a chance to walk out of there last night and steal one, and you didn't do it. You laid down. It's probably Warriors and four. It's, I don't, I didn't wake up today thinking, oh, no, 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 we're closer to winning this series than I thought beforehand. It, dude, I told you yesterday on the show, this was the game. Game ones matter. They're statement games, and I felt like they had a shot to keep this one close, and they did kind of keep it close. But again, this isn't me hating on the game just to hate on, I made money. The rest of you didn't make money. If anybody should be happy with that NBA game last night, it was me. And it, I'm telling you, even though I won my bets, I was sitting there watching it going, this is why this league can't take over the NFL. This right here, this is it right here. Cause you turn it on and it doesn't even look like a pro product. It just looks like dudes throwing the ball as far down the court as they possibly can. Hey, shoot that just in case it goes in. That's what, the, and I get it. That's the new NBA. It's not like this just started this, you know, last night. This has been the way the NBA has been for a few years. And it's why it's not. Honestly, higher on my list of sports. It's why it won't take over the NFL for me. It looks like guys just are like, ah, eh, here's the basketball. Let's just find out what happens. It. I'm telling you, it just it, it, that was not an enjoyable first half of bas- basketball. Now it tightened up in the second, but the first half of basketball honestly was an entire snooze fest. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry
1: Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Can't wait to talk to Munch. We'll do that at 7 o'clock. He had issues with the National Anthem last night, and I feel like he's nitpicking. I uh, I love Munch, and we agree on a lot normally, um, except for Joe Hayden. And uh, I, we normally agree, but I saw no issue with that young woman's performance of the national anthem last night. I don't get it. I can't wait to get his take on, on, on what it, the problem was. He just posted on Facebook. That was awful. And dude, he actually said in the comments, I think that dude, she should be handcuffed and arrested. And I was like, Jesus, wow, Jesus, like I didn't think to me, it didn't sound that bad, I, I but I, I'll admittingly, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to it, but I didn't think it was but it was on in my living room, and had it been that bad, I, w- I think I would have noticed, like, what the hell's going on with this?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously when Fergie uh, did the National Anthem yes. and everyone was like, Roseanne. oh, that's-. and I was going to say, Roseanne is the prime example of this, where it's like, dude, I mean, uh, Roseanne was, like, disrespectful with it. This chick, even if you thought she sucked at singing, she was trying her best, right?
0: Yeah, I think people get a little mad when you start, like, extending notes
2: Oh, you start giving it the, and people have
0: a hard time with that, and, I th- okay. and, and, and I, what I don't think people might not understand, and maybe myself included here, is, dude, you sing how you sing, right? Yeah. And so, like, there's, there, you have to sing it in the tone of your voice, you have to, so there's going to be things you kind of need to do to get the performance out to make it sound. Now, maybe I'm looking to excuse it away. I guess maybe there's a chance of that.
2: I guess I can grab the audio and, and we can listen to it. Yeah, we should. That. Let's
0: grab that uh, during the next break and let's let's try to figure out what his problem is. Well, maybe we'll run it back for Munch at 7 o'clock. I want to address a few things here. Um, I guess, technically, Tristan Thompson was not thrown out of the game for, for throwing the punch. It was more about, I guess, defending the shot with his elbow up and not for throwing the punch. Okay, that's fine. Tell me how the punch is smart. Here's what I'll tell you. You know how the Cavs won that series in 2016? It was by getting in Draymond's head. It was also by getting Draymond suspended, by the way. It was also getting Draymond suspended in a pivotal game, and it was also by Kyrie Irving hit a shot well behind the three, three line. That's how they won it. But they won it partially by getting in Draymond's head. And what happened last night? Where is Draymond right now? In the head of the Cavaliers. At least in the head of Tristan Thompson. He saw it. Frustration boiling over. You know what happens when frustration boils over like that? You know you're done. You know you're done. Now, see, LeBron doesn't have that. That's what makes him the great. That's what makes him the greatest. That's what makes him the GOAT. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have that quit feature in it. Most professional sports athletes don't have that. They're great. They can can have big games, but they're still human. LeBron is inhuman in this regard, where you can have him down, up against the ropes, and he still gives you his effort. But he had to go for over 50 last night, and you still lost. And I now believe that the Golden State Warriors are in your head. I do. I think you could see it a little bit in the end of that game last night that they're already in your head a little bit. I couldn't believe when we were down 11, or we were up 11, you lose that then, then, you, then they have a 10-point lead on us, and we come back, and I was like, oh, my God, we might actually do this. The situational, the situational awareness in the end of that game was abysmal. It was terrible. It was honestly like eighth graders out there. It, they didn't look like pros. I'll be honest. They just didn't look like pros. Now, I'm hearing a lot about the refs. Okay, Now, again, I bet the game last night. So when you bet games, you know what you do? You watch the refs a lot because you're worried Vegas has influenced this. And I have said for years on the program that I don't think entire leagues are fixed, but I do believe Vegas can get to a guy. I do believe Vegas can get to a player, maybe one ref, maybe this, maybe that. I don't necessarily feel as if the referees took this game away from us last night. I will say this. That turning over of that charge call on LeBron, I thought was a little crazy. You could make the argument he's still moving into Kevin Durant, which you're not allowed to do, um, from what I was told. I, I I hope whoever told me that is right about that, that he was still moving into Kevin Durant, which makes it an illegal play. I felt like that call could have went either way. You made the call on the court. To reverse it in that moment in the NBA Finals is insane. I thought to to reverse that call in that moment, when LeBron's having that kind of a night, when Jordan Clarkson's out there just brick, 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 and LeBron's going for 50, and they got a shot to do it, to reverse that call in that moment, I think was bad. And I think it was a bad look for the NBA. And I'm willing to bet if you asked like the referee committee this morning, and their answer was not going to be printed or never be repeated, I think most of them would admit, in that moment, we
2: probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was obviously influenced by the crowd home court, right? And I, 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 I make room for that. I think people who are looking at the referees as like the cause of 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 like, or like the biggest you know biggest gripe you have this morning. Dude, basketball's a really tough game to officiate, and I think people have a tough time seeing that. It's dude, it's such a fast, like bang, bang, bang game where like there's going to be parts of that game you miss. I mean, there's going to be parts of, of you, you mean calls? Oh yeah, there's going to be calls in the game that you miss. Like that's just going to be a part of it. The human error. It's I part mean, of sport, right? It is a part of sport, but the thing that I that I do have an issue with, and like you said, is is. That wasn't quick enough. You know, he was still in a, He was in a legal defensive position right there. So, like... It
0: could have been. That could have been a charge easily.
2: Right. So, like, once you're... He was definitively out of the restricted area. There was no debate. No that, doubt about so that. So, there was no reason for that to have gone to that. It, 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 it impacted the game. There's no doubt in my There's mind no about, about it. But it is not... I, I don't think it's fair to be like, well, that's the reason the Cavaliers lost.
0: No, I mean, anytime you lose, you can point to something like this. But if you really go back and look at the entire game tape, you're going to be able to find where you kind of fell down on the job, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. We all know that. There's going to be plenty of places you can see that. That call did not help. And I felt like it was a bad call. And in a championship series, what a weird place to do that.
2: Especially when you have, and, and let's be real. I mean, this is a years long issue for the NBA, and maybe even like as long as it's been around, this has been an issue. But it's been such a an out an outcry of bad officiating, bad officiating, bad officiating all year, right? All year. And I, I think one of my buddies pointed this out last night. And I think this would be a good thing for the NBA to do. Um, they should have two squads. They should have two ref squads and switch them at halftime. And then that way, the complaints of like, well, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's like, well, dude, doesn't we, like we switch? We switch. Wow. You know.
0: So, dude, you got a player, let's, you know, we'll just pull one out of the sky who's like an antagonist, you know, Draymond Green, right? So now he's jawing at the ref for two quarters. Now, if you're a Golden State fan, you're worried. Okay, well, are we going to start to see increased foul calls on, on Draymond? So now you swip, you switch the refs at half, and you don't
2: have that issue. Yeah, there's no reason you couldn't wow. do that. I mean, obviously you have the officials, you have the ability to the get them there. You have you got, you got the money to do it, and I just think at that point it would, <sighs> it would it would it would tamper down some of this like, dude, the NBA refs are so bad. And there's times the official calls are terrible, but it, but it would at least it would. At Does least it open the
0: hold on? Let me play Devil's Advocate. Does it open the door of? We were doing great, but now it's the it's the second set of officials that are on the take and they're going to come in and ruin it.
2: Well, I mean if you if you're going on that theory of like, well, maybe this crew is and maybe this crew isn't on the take, people are going to tweet that no matter what. I think yeah, and I think less than being on the take, it's 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 getting a fresh set of eyes on it. It's getting, you know, it's it's, it's giving you the opportunity well, to 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 if, like you said have a new relationship with that ref in the second half. I think it makes sense.
0: Well, even just from an athletic standpoint, right? You got these refs running up and down this court like they're playing. Like, isn't there an argument for like, dude, fresh set of legs on these guys and are women too? Because I know there are some of those in the NBA. There's, I, there's some there's some female refs. Like, I, why aren't we? I mean, that's the argument for me.
2: I think like most other exhausting things. Uh, there's probably some jobs where it's. I mean, even this one's different. But towards the end of the day, you're getting worse. Like when you've been running up and down that court, when you've been you've been getting gas. I mean, it's certainly true with players. So why wouldn't it be true with referees? You're, who are probably less in
0: shape than the players, right?
2: Like. I mean, I mean, certainly getting them out there and having, you know, you, you, if you if you sign up for a surgery, you want it in the morning as opposed to night because you want that doctor fresh. And like to have a fresh, you know, set of refs, that just makes sense to me.
0: Well, it's like, you know, it's been in like HBO's The Wire right now. And now that was written by former cops and people who worked at newspapers in Baltimore. And one of the big things they did in the first season of that show was talk about how you start changing up your drug guys on the corners at shift change when the cops are coming on. And you take the guys off the corner when the new shift comes on because they're bright-eyed and they just got on shift and they're all amped up. You start moving the product on them corners when the cops are on their 11th hour of their 12-hour shift.
2: You know what I mean? Like, ah, whatever. I don't
0: care. I'm almost home. You know what I mean? I don't know how true that is or how accurate that is, but it is something that kind of, it's another analogy to drive this point home. Dude, save that Question for munch. Because dude, I gotta tell you, I I I don't know the answer on why not to do that. It actually sounds like a halfway decent idea, but there must be something easy we are missing. I don't believe the referee stole this game from the Cavaliers. That call impacted the game. There's no doubt about it. Um, I thought it was a bad call. I don't know why you make that call in a championship series, especially in game one. I just think it's it's very crazy. You're you have now. If you're an NBA referee, you've set the standard of where you got where these whistles got to be now for the next like let's hope six games. Like you know what I mean. Like you've set the standard on where it's got to be, and I'm not sure that's where you want that standard for that whistle to be in that moment or that kind of play call or you know what I mean that kind of officiating. I knew it was bad. Here's here's all I'm going to tell you: is that officiating's bad in all sports. And as a guy who bets sports routinely, as a matter of fact, I'm already looking, the Cavs are getting 12.5 on the early line for Game 2, probably bet it. But as a guy who bets sports and has ripped up betting tickets in front of my TV a thousand times and all that stuff because I thought of like a referee got involved, I never once last night thought to myself... This bet that I made is in serious danger because the referees are out to get the Cavs. And if I've got money on the line and I don't feel that way, I think you got to take a little bit of your fanboy out of it and realize there may have been enough done on our side of the court that was enough of a reason for you to lose. It's pretty much been the All-Fan Tone hours. we've been doing All-Cavs. And next, it's WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's WWE. That's next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Pulling our own JR move there a little bit Uh, We apologize about that Welcome back to the Stansberry Show On Rock 106.9 We'll talk to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports Coming up 7 o'clock He was furious about the National Anthem last night And I don't, for the life of me, I can't figure out why Uh, Before moving too much further I want to uh, send congratulations out to Ed Harbaugh Who signed off for the last time After 34 years of service For the Canal Fulton Police Department last night They did a little Facebook Live video around 8 o'clock That came across my uh, timeline as I was waiting on the Cavs, and that's pretty awesome, man. Thirty-four years—that's well done, Ed. Thirty-four years a long. Doing anything? Time. Doing <laughs> a long anything? Long
2: time, man.
0: Tonight being first Friday, Fantone apparently is going to be in a dunk tank. Um, this is to benefit Foundations Canton.
2: Yeah, Foundations Canton. It is a uh, it's a, uh, a peer group where you're dealing with the addicts, dealing with people who are looking to recover. So you know, oh, dealing nice. with what obviously is a very real issue in our uh, in our community here. Seven to eight, I will be in that dunk tank. Come down to the drinking party
0: for it. <laughs> um, the seven to eight on the corner of Court and Second Northwest. That's a cool thing you're doing though, though, dude. Well done. I've done that a couple of times.
2: No, it's the first time I've ever done a dunk tank. I'm uh, Really? Yeah, I'm kind of. Well, I'm not, not going to say nervous, but like I'm excited. Oh, now, dude, I had to do, do
0: one on on, on East Fourth one time um, for Indians home opener. I did one in the freezing cold in the flats one year for some stupid thing we were doing. Um, I've done it for Lamar Sharp a couple of times uh, down in Market Square, and that's uh, that's always been a good time. And you know what I mean? People get a kick out of it. The it. it I will tell you, you're going to get over the imo- the the amount of people that just walk by and smack the thing and think it's funny you're gonna you're gonna be over that in like five
2: minutes. I was gonna say that sounds bad,
0: but again, like I've normally done it at children's <laughs> events where parents don't stop their kids from being little turds. Okay, and so they they think it's more well, my kid did it, and okay. it's funny. It's like no, dude, like y- you start to get a headache going up and down in that thing so much. Make sure you cross your legs underneath the seat. You're okay. tall bro, like you can hurt your you can hurt your ankles and your legs
2: for sure in one of those. I will uh, I will do that for sure. I'm glad I have somebody giving me advice because I'm walking in there like an idiot.
0: No, so seriously, put your legs underneath the, like where the seat is. And- yeah. cross your ankles over one another and kind of bend your legs back behind you as much as you can all right and and, and dude you're honestly i don't fall underneath the, the like the the amount of water and you're taller than i am no, I'm so nervous. you may have well <laughs> what i'm saying is do you may have to sell it you may have to sell the. Hey, all right, let me push myself down oh, underneath okay. the water again. Okay. Like I had to do that a few times, so the kids actually got like the gimmick of it. Like, okay, because I like the first couple times they dropped me, I was standing there up against my waist because <laughs> I'm tall. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big dude, and I will maybe, maybe my problem
2: is I was so big I was pushing all the
0: water out of the tub.
2: Maybe it's <laughs> just buoyancy stands right, just floating up, just there. just floating
0: there. Uh, but dude, if you don't think I'm coming down there with my Nolan Ryan rocket arm, dude, oh, there sitting, it is, dude. and sending you into the water, you are sadly mistaken. Seven o'clock tonight is where you'll be able to find me, corner of Court and 2nd Northwest, putting Phantom, dunking them down there. Well, you know what? You're a heathen. We should baptize
1: you anyway. It's <laughs> the way it works.
0: It's the way that works. Speaking of heathens, in your heathen ways, and I called this early, and I, I, I don't even watch this stupid stuff, but you just can tell the gimmick from a mile away. John Cena, Nikki Bella, rumor is, reports are back together. <gasps> Shock. Who did not see this coming? Like, at some point, I guess you're always refilling the cup with young kids. But it's like, dude, when do adults start going, oh, my God, you're just raking me over the coals to get me to watch this.
2: When 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 was friends going to stop doing it with Ross and Rachel? You know what I mean? Like, you never do it because there's always that draw back into it. Yeah, I guess there's an argument in there. I mean, like, we were on a break, you know, and it's like, well, it's a a tale as old as time right there. Um, And what I think happened here is I think there probably was... And You have to remember, like this is all months ago because they filmed their their TV show um, Total Bellas, and then they have to produce it. Like it's not like WWE where it's like it just comes out that week and it's live. But uh, I'm sure there was some rockiness in the relationship. I mean, I think that's you know at the end of the day, pretty un unco- pretty common for people, even celebrities, where it's like I don't know, we're about to get married. Maybe I don't want to do this. And there was that, and then they saw the like, all right, well this is a storyline we can lean into. Now, was there leaning into it? Was there like, well, dude, yeah, we're going to push this thing as far as we can uphill? Yes. Of course there was. But I think there was truth in it of, of like, well, maybe things aren't going well for them.
0: I mean, she can't, had come out and said, like, I wish he would have just came to me and not went on TV and told everybody how sad he was. And I was kind of surprised she went back after that. Like, I get that there's this whole thing now where we want to take masculinity away from men. And take these old traditional ways away from men. But I think that's what people say on Twitter. Because what you hear women say is, dude, what happened to men? Why are they all a bunch of bitches now? Why are they all soft now? Why do I feel like I have to shave my face more than a man does now? Like, dude, men have kind of lost that. And it did kind of come off on TV where it was like, dude, I remember saying like, dude, I feel bad for him. Where it's like, dude, this is maybe not the best look for a man. As a guy who's been guilty of it, I've done it.
2: Oh, yeah. It's not a good look. No, 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 dude. Heartbreak is a terrible look on anyone, dude. I mean, you can can point back to your own personal life. I'm sure you can point back to friends of yours. I'm sure you can point back to coworkers. But, like, dude, when you get... When you get it taken away from you and you didn't think it was going to happen, dude, the worst of us comes out. So, yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of like... But, dude, I mean, the guy's got to be worth $100 million. You know what I'm saying? It and close, and yeah. so it's like, dude, yeah, whatever, John, I'm coming back to you. I um, I don't want to alarm anyone,
0: okay? But over the last 25 minutes, okay, I have had... Shooting pains start in the center of my chest. Okay. Now, this only normally happens when I eat poorly. Yeah. And I haven't been. There was a little bit over the Memorial Day weekend where I was like, all right, you know, it's your birthday. It's Memorial Day weekend. Let's eat a couple of things. And I did, but I got it right back on track before the end of that weekend.
2: And it's Friday. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, I mean, you already, you already crapped all that out.
0: I would think. So, like, that's not, that's, so that's not it. But it's like, and people, you know, I, so I texted a friend of mine and she was like, dude, it's probably just your anxiety kicking up. And I do have some of that. It does happen. But, I
2: don't know. It feels a little different. What's different about today, like anxiety-wise? Is there something going on that you're like you I got it? You feel like you got something? Well, like so, like so. Probably isn't that. I mean, and I remember you making this complaint plenty of times, probably a year ago, where it's like, dude. I'm God, I, yeah, that, I thought that was all
0: eating cuz it stopped once I started eating better.
2: That's what I was going to say is you haven't you haven't you haven't, even, you haven't clutched your chest like you were about to croak in a, quite a while, dude. So no that that that's a little concerning to me. I'm a uh, uh, dude, I dude, I might die. <laughs> you might die, dude. I you, might die. You
0: might. Dude, somebody get me booked on the view so I can <laughs> beg Nikki Bella to have sex with me before I die. <laughs> no, I'm serious, dude. Something does not feel okay and I and and, and unfortunately for me, you are in that stage, I am, and then that stage of life where it's like, do you kind of have to take it all seriously yeah, now? Yeah. Like, for
2: sure, man. You're on the wrong side of 40, dude. Oh, for
0: sure. You could die at my age for sure.
2: Yeah. There's no, there's, there's no doubt about it. So like, I mean, do you have any arm num- numbness or was there any, you know, is there any other symptoms you have going on right now? I mean, my head doesn't feel great. Did you eat anything this morning? I'm drinking my first protein
0: shake of the day. Okay. But, and, but no, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. It's National Donut Day and I didn't even do it yet.
2: I uh, I don't know, man. I'm worried about you right now. Dude. I mean, I'm here's not the other. Lie.
0: I've had less caffeine coming up on seven o'clock today than I have the rest of this week. I'm I'm in the middle of my first cup of Dunkin' Donuts, and I normally have three throughout the show. Right, and I'm 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 only at the halfway point of my first one right now. So I'm behind my normal caffeine intake, so I don't think that's what it is. But there's a little bit of me that's just like, man, I don't know, because I don't normally when when your chest starts to free, you get a little pain through your anxiety, your brain's moving like 200 miles a minute. And all that, and I got none of that right now.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you kind of seem worked up about the Cavs, but that's not anxiety. No. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, no, that, able, that, who cares? That,
0: there's a little bit of that. It's like, all right, did you kind of put this on a little bit. You know what I mean? You're upset about what happened. But, like, there's not, no, no, no that's not it. I, I don't know. But I honestly, dude, I have a little bit of fear of what's going on right now. So we'll take a break. <laughs> I'll die. And then Munch <laughs> will bitch about J.R. Smith and the national anthem for some reason. That will happen next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. It's Friday. It's 7 o'clock, so it's time to talk to my very good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. You can catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, you know I love you, brother.
3: You know that. (laughs) You know I love you. What what did you do now that you want me to forgive you for? No, no, no.
0: I don't feel like I need forgiveness I feel like you might need some Stansberry forgiveness I uh I, I you had a t- you, what? you had a take last night that I that I don't understand and okay when,
3: when was the take oh during the game yeah
0: well right before actually and okay I'm gonna play you a little audio albeit it's not all of it but you had an issue with this and I'm not sure why
1: who say can you see but- what so
3: we
0: Listen to me. he's chomping at the bit. he can't <laughs> wait
3: to it's, just, it's okay still, he's going
1: Whose brought stripes and bright stars through the the red
0: Somewhere now there's going to be video of me sitting down while this is running.
1: <laughs> it's, it's still okay. I
3: am standing.
0: Okay. I, honestly, much. I'm not sure i got time to run it all for you.
3: So, uh, okay. So,
0: so, so let me just ask you,
3: yeah. where was the issue?
0: Cause I was the also- issue
3: is this young woman was trying to be boys to men, okay? Oh. We don't need it. As it went on, she started to jazz it up, fancy it up kind of thing. It is the national anthem. You want to go to a jazz club? to put on sunglasses a bray and get John Coltrane or somebody to freaking join you, okay nice. or get on stage and uh, to get the ghost to get Jimi Hendrix to play it. as the song went on, she missed some things. she started doing the <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, you know what that is not the national anthem.
0: Okay, now you brought up Jimi Hendrix and we actually found out in full I found out something very interesting this morning.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people had issue when he performed, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the National Anthem. At well, that's why I said. Bring him on, too. You know, if you're going to take it, oh. we
1: can keep it going. Okay. Okay. All, right.
0: All right. All right. Okay, then I can't necessarily hate your take. I was watching, you know, the game from my living room, and I <laughs> and I had it on, and I didn't notice the National Anthem one way or the other. And that's why when I read your Facebook post, I was like, well, that's a little weird. Like, they, I felt like it came out of nowhere, but maybe I just did maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention to it. Um she did better than Roseanne. I'll give you that. She's probably having a better. Yes. She's probably having a better week overall than Roseanne. I want to get to the game now, Munch. Um, we have to. Let's. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we uh, do. We do. Come on. But I want to start with the NBA refs because that's where everybody feels like this game went bad. It feels like you know most Cavs fans feel like they got robbed last night. I see it a different way. However, I do agree that reversing that call on that charge in that moment in a championship series even though it's a it, it's a flip of a coin call cuz technically right. he's moving into Kevin Durant but the the call on the court if memory serves was charged. yes it was to reverse that call in that moment is almost
3: egregious right Did very much so in fact throw out everything else everything else okay in fact you know you saw Draymond's uh, uh, Draymond's whacked uh, LeBron James' face, which if you didn't, then you were able to see the marks on his face and the smelling as the game went on. Right. You know what? And what happened at the very end that we'll get to, all a result, quote-unquote, of the referees, all a result of them not taking charge of that game. And speaking of the charge, yes, I immediately – Text to former referees, to former NBA coaches, and they all said the same thing. You just stands very sure in good company mentally. Nice. Is that to do it. that is one of the worst things they have ever seen in their life. It was criminal. And if you want to toss out, you know, uh, Hill's miss free throw, that's all it freaking took. And of course, Jr. who may go down as legendary scoundrels in Cleveland sports history, toss all that out. It was the charge that th- changed things. Then and there. That charge stands. The Cavaliers win the game hands down. So, not only did they reverse a call, which was gutless, spineless in the face of the opposing crowd, or the home crowd, I should say, in that case, opposing if you're the Cavaliers, but what they did is they changed the outcome of the game with those points.
0: Now, uh, you bring up JR, and you've called him the scoundrel of Cleveland sports.
3: I said he may go down as a scoundrel of sports. So, what you texted me earlier today is true that the, the, the party's over, turn out the lights.
0: I think the party's over. I really do. But I've, but I've said from the beginning of the season there would be no party. That, that we're not in a party right now. That this is not a party. That e- Essentially what we are doing is we went to a gathering at somebody's house and there's one cool person here. His name is LeBron James. That's not a party. There's one cool dude sitting around the living room.
1: But, well,
3: Danny, hold on a second. They walk away with a W last night again. They did not. But I'm just asking you: Is it a party? No. Are you still are you? You still saying they're going to lose the series?
0: I, I think they lose the series. I've 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 been adamant all year that they would lose the series. I and, and I'm not changing it now. I think if you won. But have, now, well, haven't
3: you been adamant too that they weren't going to make the finals?
0: I no 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 no. I said you can never count LeBron James out of going to a final, and that the East is weak enough, and that especially with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving out, I knew he would skate. I knew he would get in there. Now I think if Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were healthy, that series goes different. I, I really do. I mean, dude, it took seven games. You know what I mean? And, like, dude, this is a guy who was skating through teams a year ago, and now it's taken seven games. So, I But I, 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 I had him in the finals. I don't think they can win it. Now, I could be wrong. I want to be wrong. I bet the game last night made money. I, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm happy enough. But I, but, but if you look at but the point is, is I, I want to talk about J.R. Smith here a little bit because yeah. I feel like this is a little bit revisionist history because I think – don't get me wrong. He was an idiot last night, and he botched it, okay? But are we NBA champions in 2016 without J.R. Smith? And I don't, think, I don't think we are.
3: Guess what? We are not people, and I'm glad you said that, because when I was tracking down NBA Finals great memories yesterday for any teams, you think about this. We know we talk about the block. We know we talk about the, shop, the shot. Heck, we right. talk about Kevin Love's quote-unquote stop, but – if junior doesn't come out at halftime and hit those threes, then it's a win. different story. So you're exactly right. He has to go down with that one, too.
0: That's what I'm saying. I, like, I, I feel bad for athletes almost You know, this day and age because, our, dude, our memories are so short. Like, they're so short. And now this guy's being dumped on, and it's like, well, I mean, all right, maybe, yes, but, I mean, look back at 2016. You're happy you got that title, though, right?
3: Danny, yeah, but you know what? This is now that was then. There was it was inexcusable for him to do it but I'm gonna take it a that. step further. And a lot of people disagreed with me last night. In fact, that yes, ridiculous what JR did. However, George Hill, the savvy battle tested veteran, I put just as much on him. I know that everyone doesn't make hundred percent of his free throws. But in a moment like that, that is a guy you want at the line. All he needed to do, you say, well, Golden State would have had four seconds. I know that. But all Hill needed to do was make that second free throw and bang. Yes, Jr. did wrong. It's like a guy who commits an error in baseball that a pitcher gives up a home run. Well, the pitcher cannot give up the home run just like J.R. But Hill makes that free throw. So you know what they had in the I'm putting Hill up there at the list of scoundrels that last night's loss, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at that play, and when George Hill's at the line, makes that first free throw, and he goes to take that second one. I agree with you 100. percent I think a lot of people fall on the 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 cliche of like, well, free throws are free, and I could make 10 out of 10 with my dad out in the backyard. So why can't you do it in the NBA finals? And it's like, well, a little bit different of situation here, guy. But you've got you've got George Hill missing that. Um, You've got that
0: guy couldn't make 10 out of 10. Yeah, dude, he's totally
2: lying about it. Yeah, he can't do that. (laughs) You've got you've got um, J.R. Smith who obviously obviously made a knucklehead move right there but if you go back and look Draymond Green was well within the key before he should have been and there was another point of like boy referees so like there's a million different things I think we can point at last night and say you know this was the issue this was the issue this was the issue Um, I think one of the things that Cavs fans are kind of losing perspective on on how close last night's game was up until half or up until overtime of course um, was the eh, mediocre performance by the Golden State Warriors do you think game two they came they come out and play that same game that they played game one.
3: Well, number one, you talk about a mediocre performance. I saw him hitting a lot of threes, bro. Bottom line is, did the Cavaliers have something to do with it, too? Because the Cavaliers were all fired up, and I saw some pretty good defense, too, out of the Cats. Oh, and by the way, I saw some real nice defense on Kevin Love, who should never, ever be on Steph Curry. We saw Kevin Love snapping those three-quarter court passes. Now, this one is dangerous. This one is real dangerous. I still have the Cavaliers winning both at home, but this is one of those, as of today, this is one of those that uh, please be on guard, guys, because you know what? Vegas said there'd be one game that was going to be a 21-22 point game. I do not see the Cavaliers beating them that bad, so it would have to be in their favor. Very dangerous game. Is the team uh, deflated? Is the team ready to fire back? and get it done. That is the question to ask, and that's going to be on Tyloo and LeBron and those guys to keep them fired up.
0: I think you bring in an excellent point. I think if you... Momentum's all Warriors today, there's no doubt. There's no doubt yeah. about it. If you wake up today and you're, you're a Golden State Warrior, you're Steph, you're, you're Clay, one of those guys, KD... You're thinking, dude, that was as close as they could get and they couldn't finish us off. This team's got no (laughs) shot against us. If we come out in game two and we're even warm a little, we put them away easy. And I think if you're the Cavs, now see, LeBron doesn't have this. LeBron, no matter what the situation is, he's going hard. But guys like JR, guys like Tristan, who showed his emotions, couldn't keep him in check, got away from him at the end of the game, three seconds to go, something like that, that shows me. Where you are at mentally, you're not prepared. You're not ready to go the full limit. Somebody can get underneath your skin. And if you look at this, I find this to be very, 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 very interesting. The Cavaliers won that series in 2016 partially because they were able to get in Draymond's head. They were able to get in there and agitate him (coughs) and and make him lose his emotions. He actually got suspended, gave Vibe. That series maybe goes different if he doesn't. And now what's happening in the finals 2018? They learned their lesson. We'll get in the Cavs'
3: head. We'll get in the and Cavs you know what, then. exactly, when they went to overtime, I'm going to be blunt with you, I knew they could not win that game. Me they too. could not keep up with them Me in too. overtime. And you know what the sad thing is? Tristan, all he needed to do was wait till Sunday, y'all. You know what I mean? Right. That's uh, it. That's for Living- Livingston taking that shot, again, showed the class, which is very little, of the Golden State Warriors. Very little class. But you know what? I understand that Draymond, oh, guess who he was talking about? Tristan's lady, which is easy to do, but still he's the guy you got to go to. He's the guy you have to go after. He's the guy that you got to get inside his head. And you know what? He picked that one up early in the game. Come on. You're standing next to him on the court. You're not going to say stuff to him. Like I'm coming for you, sissy boy and stuff like that. And let him get, uh, you know, get loose stuff. You know, here's something that's going to look at guys. Flagrant two foul on Tristan, of course, two points, three points. You get spent in the game. However, the flagrant two foul was for him hitting Livingston after the shot. There's still a shot that he could be suspended, and guess what else? Still a shot Love could be suspended. If you watch it, he took a couple steps onto the court. You're not allowed on the court. Wow. Let's just see if they do that. And You know what? Right now, is it a, did he rush out to join the fight? No, but it would be par for the course if they would say he's done for Game 2-2.
0: Wow, there's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. You can find him everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, have a great weekend, man. We'll talk to you again next week.
3: Gentlemen of Sundershine, you
0: remember that. That's absolutely 100% correct, (laughs) and we're happy for it. This Roseanne controversy will not go away, so we'll wade back into it next on Rock 106.9. Good
1: morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. It's Rock Station. Rock 1069.
0: What's going on, guys? You got Sansbury here for Dunkin' Donuts, and here's what they know. We all have our favorite ice cream flavor, whether it be cookie dough for you, for me it's pistachio, other people really like butter pecan, and Dunkin' totally gets it. They know we love our favorite ice cream flavors. That's why right now they've got ice cream-inspired ice coffees in the flavors you love. Pistachio, cookie dough, and butter pecan. We know that summer's ice cream season, man, so stop by your local... Nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, passing out Slayer tickets 8 30, June 7th, that show. So, this Roseanne thing kinda won't go away. And now I know there's a Samantha B argument in this too, and we're gonna get to that at 8:30. I need to keep these things separate. I got called out by the audience last night when I posted the podcast. They're like, not a mention of Samantha B, man. Just another, just another example of leftist run amok. No. I hadn't heard the Samantha B story until after the show was done the other day because she's on cable and nobody cares. That's why. Now that it's hit every news outlet in the world, we'll address it today at 830. Not everything's agenda-based. Not everybody's out to get you. It's time to iron that tinfoil and reshape
2: your hat, bro. Everyone's out to get that person. All of us are.
0: But... There is a take that I have had from the Roseanne issue from the beginning and of course people laughed it off and thought I was crazy because it sounds ridiculous unless you've been in her position. I said I feel like there's a be careful what you wish for component in this. The landscape of the audience is vastly different than it was the first time she was around. I made this analogy the other day. I have a hard drive full of show promos from an afternoon show I was on. There's 50 of them in that, in that hard drive that were used as recyclers to make you want to listen to the show more. Not a single one of those 50 jokes could be on the air today. Not one. I previewed them all again last night to make sure I was right. Not one of those would be acceptable today. The landscape has changed. She's older. The hours are more demanding. And I said, I feel like the little this might be engineered or if not at least engineered, maybe I don't care. So, and I said it. I threw myself under the bus earlier this week. I have the job I've always wanted. But you still get fed up with it. And there are times with, with my keyboard or with even the microphone, and it's not professional, it's actually the least professional thing you could do. There have been times where I thought, maybe this will end it. Maybe this will be the thing that gets done when I'm too afraid to do, which is walk into my boss's office and go, you know what, dude, I don't want this anymore. There are times when you feel like that. Now, I don't feel like that this morning. I feel great about this this morning. But are there times in a 20-year run where I have felt that way? Absolutely, I have. For sure, I have. And so I don't think it's crazy to think that Roseanne could be in that place. And sure enough, the ex-husband now, Tom Arnold, is with as he's talking to Anderson Cooper, said it was going to happen. It had to happen. And more so, I think she wanted it to happen. And I think there's totally an angle to this. Even Fantone admitted it's like, yeah, man, sometimes it's like, it's like yeah, you can have everything you want. And then sometimes you cannot want it. And I don't think it's crazy to think that maybe she said, you know what, this will get me out of this. Now, she's walking a lot of this back, and, you know, she blamed it on the ambient. and apparently she's going to be on Joe Rogan's show today. He, she called him the other day. And uh, people are giving him all kind of crap now, like, oh, my God, my favorite podcast is being dragged to the alt-right. Or is he just putting on, like, the biggest news story of the goddamn month on his podcast? Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe not dragging your favorite show to the alt-right. And again, I ask people, you send me the definition of alt-right, because every time somebody screams it at me and I ask them, they can never tell me. They're just regurgitating awful things they've heard on the TV screen. I think there's a component of this where she was just like, you know what, I don't want to do it anymore.
2: The only thing I'll say about this is that doesn't doesn't, doesn't Tom Arnold, ex-husband, who has famously re- ran her name through the mud, has been very critical of her, has been... And the president. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, so like, there's a right. little bit of me that's like, anything that comes out of tar- Tom Ar- Arnold's mouth we about Roseanne, I have to be like, eh, I don't know, dude. This okay. is, I don't think this, that's unfair. This is the same Tom Arnold who's like, dude, I swear to God, man, I've got tapes of the president dropping end bombs on The Apprentice set. I've got tapes of it. And he doesn't release them, and it's like, well, dude, you've been saying that for the past two years, and it's like, well, where where had, where are we at here, bro? Like, if you had him, you you, you drop it, and he will be like, well, I don't want to, you know, put my family in jeopardy. And te- there's a ten Say million dollar. you have him put your family
0: in jeopardy, so you might as well just run them.
2: Uh, yes, so, I, so that's that's the thing that makes me like, mm, dude, Tom Arnold talking about something with Roseanne. Anything that he says to me is already skewed of like it's already a perverted opinion. She
0: um she claims she went to ABC. And beg them to spare people their jobs and to like and to not do this, and, and you know what I mean? And, and and to you know, temper and let's wait and let's see and keep people on staff. And you knew if you knew who Robert Iger is, if you know who that guy is, you knew this was gonna happen. You knew Disney was gonna pull the plug on this. You had to know. And I know there's a no FX issue, there's a Samantha B issue, it's coming later in the show. I want to keep these things separate. I know they're happening in the same vein, but I do want to keep them separate. I, I kind of agree with Tom Arnold here where I can't be surprised that Roseanne, a person who has been loud, outspoken, brash her entire career, who believes in things like Pizzagate. For those of you that don't remember, Pizzagate was the theory about child sex rings associated with pizza parlors, I believe, around the D.C. area, right? Mm-hmm. And they had pretty much claimed that Hillary Clinton was like, like a ringleader of this, right? Mm-hmm. We ended up finding out not a whole lot of truth in that. As a matter of fact, I believe the answer was absolutely none. Now, do I believe that there's maybe a pedophile ring in, Holly- in, in, in Washington, D.C.? Sure. There's one in Hollywood. You mean to tell me the powerful people that run the country don't have one, too? Sure, they do.
2: I was going to say, I mean, I think if you, sure look, if you look anywhere, there's going there's
0: to be, be a pedophile, pedophile ring. ring. Right. absolutely there is. For sure there is. So I have no problem believing that. I have no problem believing that good people, senators, and congressmen that you think are good people are secretly banging kids behind closed doors. For sure that's happening. For sure. How many times have we seen a guy get busted with one of the pages? It happens all the time. Like So it, it's not crazy for me to think that something like Pizzagate is happening, but to link Hillary to it with no evidence is where you lose credibility and those kinds of arguments. You, The moment this happened, people were like, I can't wait to hear your take. I was like, what do you think my take's going to be? My take's going to be it's 2018. We've seen 20 people lose their job this way. We've seen people powerful lose their job this way, and that nobody... Nobody is impervious from this anymore, whether and it all depends on what your boss thinks and what they want to do. Now, I know what you're screaming, the Samantha B thing. And again, it's coming at 8:30. Here's what I will tell you: is there a double standard in this? Yes. Yes. But welcome to Planet Earth, Adult. If you didn't realize by now that life is unfair and that life will never be fair. Honestly, I think it's time we start pushing you off cliffs. I really do. There are double standards in life, and it's going to happen. These people who run these networks have the right to do what they want. Now, for the record, I feel like nobody should lose their show. I don't believe you should lose your show over opinion. I really don't. Even if your opinion's repugnant, even if it's awful, I still think you shouldn't lose your show over your opinion. Now, if your actions, especially when your opinion is about one person, you start going crazy and start to say, we got to round up this entire group of people and kill them all. Like, that's crazy. Like, then, okay, all right. There's going to be lines, right? But if your opinion about one person and it's not a group and it's not class action like that, then I'm not sure people should lose their shows over stuff like that. You start doing actions. We find out you're raping people. We find out you're sexually groping people. You're punching coworkers. We start doing stuff like that. Yank shows away. But over what people think, we're going to legislate the way people think? I mean, do you're begging for 1984 at that level. You're begging for it and going to get it. I feel like you already are kind of getting it. Big Brother is here. It's us. We were always afraid of Big Brother being like this big corporation that was going to hold us down. No, 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 no. We're doing it to one another. You're not holding up your end of my moral stand ground, so you got to go. That's who we've become. We have no resolve. We have no strength. We float in the wind, we flap in the wind. I'm almost embarrassed of who we've become because I don't even recognize this anymore. I don't recognize who we are anymore. And there is a double standard in this and I do want the party I most closely align with to start holding everybody accountable on the same line. Because if you don't, your argument just sounds ridiculous. You just sound stupid. Pretending there was any big, huge difference. And again, we'll tackle Samantha B at 830. And believe me, you can hear the sound of my voice. I've obviously got opinions. But there's a double standard here. Quick, crying hypocrisy to me. To me, if you're crying about that, what it sounds like to me is you woke up today in America and had no idea up until this point that life was unfair. And somebody somewhere along the line dropped the ball on preparing you for the world that you're in. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. Hang on.
1: The Sansbury Show. I have got... Get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys,
2: Fantone from the Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something. No matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. Which is why I want you to talk to the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They're the people who did my LASIK surgery two years ago, man, and I am still seeing 2020 crystal clear. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Slayer tickets coming up 8.30 when we're uh, tackling the Samantha B issue. Because I got, I mean, dude, I mean, people were all in my DMs last night. You know, I think you're showing your bias a little too much. I mean, you've talked about Roseanne a thousand times, but you're not even mentioning the Samantha B thing. Didn't hear about it until after the show was over because she's on cable and most people don't care. But now that it's gone worldwide, we will address it today at 8.30. That will happen. I'm being told that this look that LeBron showed up last night, wearing a uh, wearing the top half of a suit and the bottom half of shorts, was actually a proper look in the 19th century. It was mostly for boys, not men, though. And um, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it was once upon a time the thing they do. And I get that fashion is cyclical. I do, I do understand that. But bell bottoms were hot in the 70s. But if you saw a picture of me today on Instagram in them, you'd be all over me on them because it's not the standard today.
2: Yeah, I mean, if LeBron came out wearing like a powdered wig, we'd all be like, what the hell is that, dude? What are you what, doing? What, what is that? What are you doing? And the thing I'm going to say about this is that I think this is just like any other fashion thing where everyone's like, oh my God, this can't believe that this person wore this. It's like, yeah, nobody's going to wear that in the real world.
0: He wore it in the real world. Your argument holds up better when, you, when it's like, hey, guys are wearing rompers and you've never seen a guy in it outside of like variety.com where they're trying to tell you people are doing it. This is a influencer. This is a mover shaker. People will follow suit doing this. I think there is a chance he could create this trend. People kill each other over his shoes. You don't think they care about what he wears when he's not wearing those?
2: I, I, let me know when you see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, until I see it, I guess I'm, I'm just gonna. There's, there's been. I mean, look at, the, look at the way that, like, you know, a million different celebrities and athletes have like dressed, and you don't see that in real world.
0: I think part of that is that you can't afford it. But if you don't think there's going to be a men's warehouse version of what LeBron was wearing last night that some dude can get for three hundred bucks, I think you're crazy. I think it's totally going to happen. Now he was probably wearing a ten thousand dollar suit but you're going to be able to get the men's warehouse version of that i would think yeah, cuz i think he's going to do it again for me it's the shorts are bad but the purse is worse it's like jesus dude th- that it can't even be argued that it's like well part of your garment bag thing and maybe you got some post game stuff in there you know a little deodorant whatever I mean dude, he was carrying a purse. And yeah,
2: the thing with that is like what are you carrying, bro? Like uh, you, you every, everything you have is like should being, be in your pocket. Well, it should be taken care of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're gonna have stuff. I mean, like you're gonna you know, going from the from the from the bus to the to the locker room, you're gonna have some stuff with you, but like what? <laughs> you got your phone, right?
0: I mean, that goes in the pocket of the shorts, and,
2: right? Well, and and, and the thing is, is, I don't necessarily think LeBron's walking around with like a wallet, like we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I, I, I very much like, what do, what do you got in there, bro? What's what's in that bag? Nothing. And that's what makes it worse is that this was legitimately
0: about. Look at me. I'm such. I'm dude. I'm the big dude. I'm such a big star. I can carry a purse down this runway, and people. Aren't, well, I, I guess people are going to talk trash about it as I'm doing it. And I'm sure somewhere right now there's somebody getting dressed for work who can't wait to log on Twitter to call me a bigot or whatever awful word your parents taught you at the dinner table about people who think differently than you who are going to try to make this about that I'm a homophobe. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I've been in a gay wedding just so you know, been in one, was in part of the wedding party of a gay wedding, so I'm not really a homophobe, and it's just not a standard thing men do. And for people who want to just be like, oh my God, yeah, what's the big deal? It's like, not that it's a big, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it is something that's out of the normal. And so I'm going to pay attention to it. I am going to focus on it because it's something I'm not used to seeing. Does it make me hateful? Does it make me bigoted? It makes me, you know what the word is? You know what the actual word for that is? It's observant, it, you moron. Quit looking just to sling insults at people who think differently than you. It's starting to get really annoying. And again, not to harp on this too much, but I think it's how you got the president you hated. More Stansbury Show, and we'll also pass out those Slayer tickets at 8.30 on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show.
1: That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on?
0: You got Sandsbury here with some information on another company that's hiring star leasing is growing yet again. So if you're looking for a career change with a great company and you have knowledge of trailer repair and maintenance, then star leasing will be perfect for you. Star leasing is employee owned star leasing also provides you with 401k medical dental and vacation so if you have the knowledge and the know-how then give my friend wendy a call at 440-232-4888 again that number is 440-232-4888 for my friend wendy over at star leasing 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Tonight is First Friday, downtown Canton. You can find Fantonas. He'll be in a dunk tank from 7 to 8 this evening for, uh, to benefit Foundations Canton. That will be on the corner of Court and 2nd Avenue Northwest, 7 to 8. Go we'll put him in some water.
2: I was going to say, dude, I'm sure there are plenty of people who want to take advantage of this. So I will see you guys tonight at First Friday. I bet
0: Jay White's sitting there right now.
2: <laughs> His wife, too.
0: She oh,
1: she sure. hates you. Mrs. White's you know what it is? She doesn't hate
0: you. She likes hating you. Yeah. Is yeah. what it is because they're actually both really great people. They just they do enjoy hating on you though, so they probably will be down there tonight throwing softballs at
2: you first Friday. Not softballs at me. You don't get to throw balls at. Me. Come, come
0: on. I want people to show up, <laughs> throw your balls at Town. <laughs> what a good promotion that would be. That might get us Roseanne. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know about maybe that maybe one either. Wrong on that one. I don't know. Um. I So, I, I had made the announcement earlier that
2: I was starting not to feel so great. Yeah, dude, and people are concerned, man. Like, I've got multiple texts about this. Um,
0: and I was having a little chest pain issue. Now, I don't know if this is better or worse, but I'm starting to feel worse everywhere. Versus an isolated, oh my God, you're going to have a massive heart attack. But I'm starting to feel like my body's starting to get sore um, there's a little bit of that, that that feeling in the back of your throat, like two days before you get a sore throat, okay. like kind of one of those where it starts to get a little like dry back there, and it's, it's like, ah, we're going to be sore here in two days.
2: Now, when this all started, was this tightness in your chest? Or yeah. what? So, so, so tightness. Well, more
0: pain, not tightness. More like, oh, dude, why does that hurt? And, and uh, again... I texted somebody close to me, and she was like, "Dude, this is your anxiety ramping up." And I was like, "Maybe. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, I probably have not worked out as much as I have been, or much as I should be. And that's normally what keeps my anxiety at bay. Um, it is is the working out. So the, so that may be the that may be part of it. But no, I'm saying like, dude, my shoulders are starting to get sore. Like I feel the way you feel right before you get like deathly sick.
2: Okay. Well, dude, hopefully uh, hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't oh, don't get me wrong, buddy. I'm going to
0: risk it to dunk your ass <laughs> in that dunk tank tonight, 7 o'clock, till 8. Phantom will be on the corner of Court and 2nd Northwest taking care of that. I am a little worried about how I feel.
2: So what's the plan here? Is it just so going to be to stick your head in the sand and ignore it, or is it going to be like, yo, dude, this is something that has been reoccurring, something that seems semi-serious. Maybe I should go see a doctor? No. Do you have Do you have a primary care physician down here? Do you have somebody that like knows you and has seen you multiple times? No, that 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 makes me think that you should. Like, if you're having this reoccurring problem, to get in there because no, I, I
0: mean, reoccurring is a
2: little misleading. Well, I mean, for the last four years that I've known you, dude, how many times have you been like, dude, uh, my, dude, my chest hurts? I don't think that's misleading at all.
0: Well, again, I believe that those were eating habits related because the moment that stopped, guess what stopped that. Like, there were a bunch of medical conditions that I had that I was kind of hiding, actually, while I was eating poorly. And one of them, this one's scary. And I Googled it 300 times. There would be times where I would just wake up and from the elbow down to my fingertips, my hands would just be, my arms and hands would just be numb. Dude, you're going to go see a doctor. They would just be numb, like out of nowhere. Like, I would just wake up and do that. Guess what? When I cut out sugar, hasn't happened once, not once. Not once has that happened, and it just goes to show you, dude. You are what you put in your body, dude. Garbage in, garbage out. It's the way it works.
2: Yeah, but dude, there's there's decades of garbage that's still stuck in yeah. your body there. So
0: Kevin Smith was talking about this because he just had a massive heart attack, and they were talking to him about his cholesterol, and they they you know they gave him drugs, and he thought that that meant that that was gonna yank all that out of his body, and they were like, no, dude, once it's in there, it never goes. Yeah, once it's in there, it's there. No drug. He's like, we're 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 just making it possible for you to live with it. It's but once it's in there. It's in there.
2: That's uh and that's kind of the concern there is that like you dude, I ate poorly, and by
0: poorly I mean terribly. Like I would add extra things to food that I brought home from restaurants and like I would you know what I mean? Like I was nuts. I mean I ate do sometimes I would eat twenty two dollars worth of fast food just by myself. Wow, dude. Wow. Just sitting there.
2: That's that's insane.
0: The amount of times I've done that twice in a day and, and, would blow you away.
2: And, and like, okay, so a bunch of abuse on your body via food. Um, let's not negate the decades of drug abuse either. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, a lot that of adds booze up. in up a, a lot of booze in there, a lot of booze in there, a lot of stimulants in so there, a lot of stimulants. So like, yeah.
0: and not so much anymore, but yeah, back in the day there was a lot. Right,
2: right, 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 right. I mean, but that's, yeah, that's but they take their toll. That's what I was gonna say. They is do. that like is, is 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 you don't get to just be like, well, I quit doing that, therefore all the all the negative repercussions. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong; it's better to quit than not quit. This but is,
0: this is where people are gonna be like, oh my god, it's. Friday why are you bumming us out? But I don't care. Like, dude, honestly, if I don't wake up tomorrow and you got to put the sheet over me, dude, and you got to put me in the ground tomorrow, you know what I'm going to think? I had it pretty good.
1: Well, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) If I
0: get to look down, I'm going to look down and go, had it pretty good. Came and go as he went, did everything he wanted, chased a dream and accomplished it. Dude, there's a lot of stuff I get to check off the list. Now, what some of you are thinking is, yeah, but you never had kids, right? I, I, I that's fine I made a decision we're not going to argue about it I was going
2: to say that's checked off the list right there did <laughs> yes, not have kids exactly made right 42 years with exactly. without getting no, on
0: basketball that's what, dude that's what kills me is people will email me or you know message in and say oh you just wait till you do it it's like dude I'm 42 years old like we're here now like I'm not doing it. It's not like tomorrow I'm going to be like, you know what? Let's have kids. Right, 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 right. We're well, not have- even seeing anybody legitimately.
2: I was going to say, and you have to think too that you're going to have to put forth serious time dating somebody before you decide that that's the mother of my child, right there. So like, no, I mean, and and at this point, we're talking about you being 45 years old before you have kids, and it's I, irresponsible. I was going to say, I think there is a little bit of like, well, there dude, is. you come to a point in your life and it's like, well, you shouldn't do it. How old am I going to be when my kid turns 15? You want to be able to pick that thing up, right? I mean, like it's, it's, it's just the way it is. And I, I would say more than anything of, oh, you don't have any kids. I mean, like you have no desire to extend this run of getting things done. You know what I'm saying? Like chasing the dream, doing what you want to do.
0: I mean, if you ask me which one I would prefer, yes. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't fear. I fear death for the same reasons a lot of people fear it. And I think that, that, that that's the only reason you fear it, which is pain or trouble or long and drawn out. But if, if, I'm, I am I know this sounds morbid, but if I was to walk out of the studio, have a massive heart attack, and fall dead on the floor in the hallway, I'm going to be happy because my boss has to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like he's just, That fat bastard's got to spend all day cleaning up my mess in that hallway, dude. And when I crap my pants when I die in that hallway, I want Keith Kennedy in there with a, like, with a wet nap, just making sure I'm all clean and ready to go for the morgue, man. I'm perfectly okay with it. We'll handle Samantha B. and hook you up with these Slayer tickets next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I want to let everybody know who's worried that it is National Donut Day. Okay. Donuts were brought to the building by our receptionist here at the building. I did not eat the donut. I took it from her because I didn't want her to feel bad. But as everybody's worried about me and thinks I should go home because I'm not feeling great right now, I will tell you that I did not eat the donut.
2: Well, one less cream stick, I'll be fine, dude. Who cares if I'm having a heart attack? I didn't well, eat a cream stick. How about you? Almost
0: gave me the heart attack because, dude, our receptionist is ninety
2: <laughs> and the sweetest woman on the face of the planet
0: ever. Right? You know what? If you see Linda, you would think she—you honestly think she would pay you for piano lessons and meatballs? That's like that's Linda, right? That's Linda. She's like the sweetest old lady ever. And we were, you know, she was like, well, you don't feel good. What's going on? And we were talking about how I lived harder than she did back Mm -hmm. in the day. And she was like, well, I don't know about that. So she walks out and Fantone goes... What if Linda was just an interracial gangbangs with jazz musicians? I was like, dude, Jesus Christ, like, dude. Is, I mean, it's National Donut Day, but you don't need Linda taking thirteen-inch
2: eclairs. Like, what are you doing?
0: I don't, I don't need that thought running through my head. I can't have it. What is the matter with you? She
2: was, dude, and she said stuff to me in the past before of like, oh, back in my day, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. You don't know how people got down back then. Oh,
0: I got a Me Too moment with Linda. I do. I do. I enjoyed it, though, so I can't sue the hell out of it. No, you can't. Plus, what am I going to take? The rest of her cream sticks out of the box? (laughs) I don't think, you know what I mean? I think we'll be all right there. All right. um, Everybody's on the gotcha tip, and I I complain about this a lot, that everybody's got their flashlight out looking for wrongdoing. And I believe and I maintain that what happens in that, that sometimes things that are not really wrongdoing get shined a light on. Be like, look, there's wrongdoing going on over here. And I I bring this up to say that I feel like this happened to me yesterday, where I got accused of being biased on something, which let's clear this up again. This is not a journalistic endeavor. This is the Stansbury show It is, is an opinion based and I don't owe you fair. I don't owe you balanced. I feel as if I owe you honest. I feel as if I owe you what I really think. I owe you that. I owe you my attention. I owe you the hours in the afternoon I put in to make sure that this show's enjoyable. I owe you that. I do not owe you fairness.
2: I mean, those are all things that you feel that you owe to to the audience, and I agree with you on that. That's what and, makes but, us good at it. And, and I was going to say, and I think there's uh, at I least, like at least somewhat at. at least somewhat underrated aspect of this program, and, and sometimes we have to go into things because we can't ignore them, but dude, we put so much effort into the balance of this show. Dude, the it's, amount of
0: times a week Fantone says to me, like, dude, don't talk about the president right now. Please don't do this. I don't want to do this right now. Please, why, why are we doing this right now? And
2: and, and I'm, I'm a card-carrying libtard, dude. I'm like, if... if, if 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 I was if if it was if I was as bad as people will present me as like oh dude you just hate the president I I'd want to jump up and down on him all the time but at the end of the day balance in these shows matters like making sure we talk about sports and making sure we talk about bong grips and making sure we talk about you know the most relevant news information of the day we kind Land of have it get d down right we kind of we, we kind of have to do all these things and I would like to think that our 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 scoreboard and our our past accomplishments have shown that we've done a good job of that but obviously this guy doesn't feel that way so it was
0: this i'm not discussing the samantha b hypocrisy and the Roseanne argument right okay and i've said this a few times this morning and this would be a slight on me as a show host right here I didn't know about the Samantha B thing until after the show was over yesterday. Now, if you want to use that as the knock on me that I didn't see something that was a pretty big story before the show was over, that's a fair knock. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, but what, are you watching every show every day to make sure that everything is well, like, no, of course not. I'm it- also
0: paying attention to what I need to pay attention to to make yeah. sure the next break is what the next break needs <laughs> yeah. to be. Right, there's a little bit of that, but All dude, right. that's a All fair right. knock in, in 2018, All and I would take it. So for those of you that don't know, Samantha B is this woman who got her uh, she has a show on TBS, actually her other show like her sitcom, I believe the Detour, that's uh, that's a Samantha B product as well. She used to be on that daily show um, there were people who felt like she should have taken over for John Stewart um, when he left, and I'm not a Trevor Noah fan, and I would rather have Samantha V. Uh, Samantha B. than Trevor Noah. I would admit that.
2: Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it mattered who was after John Stewart; it wasn't going to be good. So, like, there was a little bit of me that was like, a "Dude, doesn't matter." I will say about that show, you bring up the uh, the detour; she's not in it. She's like a producer of Executive it or something. Producer. Her, and um, her husband wrote it. Pretty funny. Like, at least that first season I watched, I enjoyed. It's, I haven't watched the second season at all.
0: It's inappropriate in all the right ways. It's, it's one of those things where I was like, man, for today's society, I'm surprised these jokes. I'm surprised this stuff is flying with people, and it's not like, is that all right? Like, I was a little surprised. The detour is actually funnier than people will think an average sitcom will be. Yeah, it's all right. So she was on her show the other night. I believe it's called Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. She is, for those of you that don't know, she is anti this administration pretty heavily.
2: And it's not even... It's not even like I said, like with us, where it's like, well, sometimes we have to give our opinion because it's the biggest news story. This is literally all that show is about. Like, I watch, I'll watch TBS in the middle of the afternoon because it's like, American Dad, Friends, Seinfeld. Sure. It's like, all yeah, right. Okay. So, you know, crap that I can have on in the background while I'm, you know, doing something else. Um, and they'll run commercials for it all the time. Yeah, literally sure. every commercial. It's not just like, hey, the new Samantha B show with special guests, you know, Ooh. it's just constantly. That's- Tr- Trump sucks because of this. This is why Trump sucks. Trump is uh... the worst president ever. That's all, that's all that it is.
0: I mean, if you're promoting it that hard, does that scream maybe we need help with the numbers of this? I don't know what her rating is. I don't know. I have zero, clue. I have I zero clue what the rating of full frontal with Samantha B is. But we do have a piece of audio here from her show the other night. And I believe she was talking about Ivanka Trump. Was Correct. she not? Correct. She was talking about Trump's daughter. And then this happened.
1: Let me just say one mother to another. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless He (laughs) listens
0: to you. Okay, so that was feckless C-word for those of you that don't know, okay? Yeah. Feckless, ineffective, (laughs) incompetent, futile, having no sense of responsibility, indifferent or lazy. He listens to you, ineffective. So not so much. So I'm nitpicking now. I am. I'm totally nitpicking. You could totally get away with calling Ivanka feckless if you wanted to. Okay. And then she calls her the C word. Now, of course, Samantha B has now since apologized because, well, welcome to big brother. Everybody in the world's got Twitter. And now this needs to be a problem for her. And especially since Roseanne got her show canceled. Now, TBS has come back over top of Samantha B and said, look. Not only was this a Samantha B mistake, this was our mistake. This went too far. We don't, we don't agree with what was said, but we believe Samantha in her apology and we're going to just basically say, ah, screw the people that are mad about it. We're going to move forward. And that's what a lot of you wish ABC would have done with Roseanne. Now, you can't really argue these, these things in, in the courtroom of fair. Because a different network head is going to have a different reaction to what is happening. They have the right to run these companies the way they want.
2: Yeah, I think that is very, we have to keep that in perspective, is that different brands have different values. and Fox of course, News is
0: different than CNN.
2: Right, and of course, if McDonald's wants to give me a burger and, and, and Luca wants to give me a steak, I can't go to McDonald's and be like, well, why don't you give me the steak, bro? Exactly right. You know. There
0: are different things for different things, right? So you can't really argue fairness because everybody's got the right to run the network the way they want. Okay. There is an unfairness angle in here, and we will get there. I believe, and after especially hearing that, what Fantone told me about how how hard they promote this show in the middle of the day, that they went after Ivanka Trump as hard as they did. So Trump would tweet about Samantha B, so the ratings of Samantha B start to go up. Everybody knows. If you go below the belt with this dude right now, he goes to Twitter and you're yeah. the story. Yeah. So I don't think it's outside the bounds to think that that's maybe what happened. Also, and I have Googled all morning long, and I haven't been able to find my answer, and I messed up Google a couple other times this morning, so maybe this one's on me. And if you can find me the information, please send it to me. I cannot find whether or not Full Frontal with Samantha B is taped or runs live. I can't find the answer on that. So my guess is it's done taped.
2: Yeah, I was going to say probably taped live. Okay. And that's the same way a lot of stuff is where it's like they present it as live. It just means we recorded it. And, like the Tonight Show it. was
0: done at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. You right. know what I mean? It's, like, it, it's done early. That way those guys can go home at the end of the night, right? So now I have an issue with her apology because you're a total fraud and a liar. If it's taped to go, that joke was written in a writer's room two days before it happened. You sat on it, then you filmed it, and then you ran it. Your apology is BS. If you were live and something got away from you, that's different. But if you taped this to go live and you knew it was in the reel and nobody at the writer's table went, dude, this might be a problem. Yeah. That Then I have a problem with your apology because I think you were being disingenuous with your apology. I don't think you mean it. I think you're apologizing because you know that's what people want. Now, liberals, get ready, because i got to take you out to the woodshed and smack you around a little bit. And I'm going to do it, again, because I lean left. I mostly identify with you. But I'm watching the same people who tweeted at ABC immediately to yank Roseanne off, going, well, I mean, Samantha apologized. I mean, she apologized. What do you want us to do? She apologized. Now, I would agree that, that Roseanne did not handle the apology as well as you should. Right. She didn't do it. She kind of like tried to make excuses at first and then say, well, I didn't even know the woman. You know, I thought the I, I didn't even thought I didn't even think the woman was black. I thought she was Jewish. And I thought, the, you know what I mean? There was just a, there was a bunch of like uh, uh, uh. the more you hit send, dude, the more this sounds bad. Like, just oh, yeah, just, with just, her for sure. Just stop. Just stop tweeting. Right. But if we're going to scream so loud and notice how we're saying we're if we're going to scream so loud. About not being able to do this without resorting to these kind of tactics, then we do have to call. We have to do it. We don't have to wait for TBS. We have to call on TBS to remove
2: Samantha B. We do. Difference between a racial slur and the word that was used.
0: Uh, I think if if it's 2018 and you're on network TV and you know you're going out of your way to say something you can't say, you're almost being reckless with your license.
2: Any profanity? So if I, she said the F word, that would be the same as you? Man, as
0: I got to be careful because I do that. Right. I, I Sometimes I will say, well, F all that, and I will do that. And that, honestly... I'm willing to bet if I if, if I was to have a long form conversation with my boss, he would tell me stop doing that. We
2: gotta have one of those. <laughs> we, we, we gotta get one of those. It accomplished. It's,
0: it's Friday. I'm oh, no, sorry. Let's do it been. Monday.
2: Um, but uh, is there any validity to that in the sense of profanity? And and don't get me wrong, the C word definitely has been used in misogynistic ways and has been used to bring women down. There's no question about that.
0: Dude, if I was on network TV and I called her that word, that would be received differently.
2: Difference between woman to woman versus man to woman versus white person to black person. Let's call it respect to
0: respect. I I feel like um, if if we're going to ask for this now, again, I want to make this abundantly abundantly clear. I don't think people should lose their shows over their opinions because I think that's crazy. You know what I mean? I really do. Now, if your opinion is, like, like I said, if your opinion is like, round up all the Jews and let's do the, you know what I mean? Let's do this part two. Like, that's crazy. But if your opinion about one particular person, I'm sorry. I don't think you're, you're not, you're not a protected class as an individual. You're not. And so I feel like individuals should be
2: Fair game. Is, is, is though, is, is. Especially uh, people who seek the limelight. Like myself. Is penalizing someone's words different than their opinions? You know what I'm saying? It's one thing. It's one thing if you think something and. You're
0: saying words are actions. Yes. That's
2: what you're saying. Especially by putting them out in a public forum. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like a, 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 what was it? Donald Sterling where it was like, dude, this was a recorded tape. You know, this wasn't me in a public forum. This is you in a public forum saying these things. I think what Samantha B did is worse. I really do.
0: I really do. You could now. I don't know if she was Roseanne was on Ambien or not. I don't know. Now she swears she's called people she knows. Joe Rogan had a long con, phone conversation with her the other day, and he swears he's like, "Look, I know her. I don't know her well, but I do know her." She told me she that, that, and he said he said on his show two days ago with Kevin Smith, "I do not believe Roseanne to be a racist." Now Joe Rogan's in the crosshairs right now because everybody's calling him alt right, which I think is well, ridiculous. But he's just willing to hear Jordan Peterson out, and I'm not sure that makes you alt right. But I I think. The, the, what happened with Samantha B, I think is worse because you could get a little careless with your keyboard again. This was on your program it was taped i 'm assuming that i i, I hope i 'm right about that, but if this was taped you knew there were multiple lines of defense between this and this incident happening and you let it go which means you're not sorry about it at all if somebody tweeted something inappropriate and thought better of it right after it be like you know what probably shouldn't have done that but you recorded this said it left the office I'm guessing and when it ran you had multiple stops along the way where you could have prevented this and you chose not to your apology is bunk I don't buy it Samantha I don't and you got know when you spend night after night after night after night pointing your finger at one enemy sooner or later you're going to fall into your own trap and that enemy's going to put you in your crosshairs and you're going to get screwed and i think it's a little I, I think it's a little disheartening and a little bit of a bummer that liberals aren't screaming at the top of their lungs about at, at tbs and how we don't have threats of boycotts over tbs because they're going to get the back of samantha b if it's going dude, do what's good for the goose right I mean, right? Now, I, I again, I believe the network has the right to do what they want. What I'm saying is if TBS was feeling the pressure ABC was going to feel, they would move off Samantha B. We're not applying the pressure. Why? Because a lot of us like Samantha B. And, and, and a lot of us think the president's kind of a moron, and we get off for an hour a night when she's calling the president a moron, which makes you honestly wrong. It makes you wrong. You're not handling this right. If we're going to job hunt liberals, if we're going to job hunt over opinion, then we got to job hunt over opinion all the way across the board. And I don't want you doing it because I have an opinion show. And sooner or later, this liberal like mentality that is just festers on Twitter is coming for me. I have thought about, fantasized even, deleting my Twitter account for three days. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to have a screenshot of something I tweeted nine years ago when you were allowed to be edgy on Twitter and be like, this is how he thinks. This is also one of these things that's happening in this country right now that makes me crazy. It used to just be a line. It used to just be something you said. Now it's your entire belief system because we're under this false sense of reality on social media, which is crazy. It used to just be like, oh, I don't really feel that way, but it is a funny quip. So here comes the funny quip. Now, everything that comes out of our mouths or our keyboards is your entire belief system, which is, of course, crazy. We are moving these parameters for where creators can move and create in a way that we are going to get such sanitized content that I believe a revolt against this stuff is coming, that maybe these cases of Samantha B and Roseanne and no are exactly what we need for a revolt against this big brother thing we have created, meaning social media. There is nobody looking over your shoulder. It's us doing it to one another. And it's starting to get, honestly, legitimately gross. More Stansberry Show and those Slayer tickets. Those are up for grabs next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, it is Fantone from
2: The Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. It is America's fastest growing MMA promotion. Their next event, June 30th at the Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Featuring local and professional fights, Honor Fighting Championship, they give you the ultimate MMA experience. Tickets are still available, including ringside seats, but they are going quick. Don't get shut out of this event. Go get your tickets right now. They are available to you at HonorFightingChampionship.com.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll pass out the Slayer tickets moment, uh, momentarily. I know that show's June 7th. I know it's at Blossom. I know you're getting Anthrax, Testament, Behemoth, and Lamb of God all part of it. Good wow. Lord. Wow. That is a massive metal show. I actually really want to go to that. I love Testament. I was always a big fan of Testament back in the day. The rest, of those, the rest of that lineup's really solid. Obviously, Slayer, really solid. Anthrax, great, too.
2: Yeah, and this is the final tour for them, too. This is it. Slayer, done. hmm <laughs> Put a pin in that. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? until they need more money, then do the reunion
1: tour. Uh, yeah,
0: put a But, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd put a pin in that one. I don't. I don't believe anybody. As a matter of fact, I was on record once saying, ah, it's Nikki Six's band talking about Motley Crue. If he's done, he's done. Dude, no, they're not. I must have been an idiot. I can't believe I was so staunch in that. Dude, give it two more years, Motley Crue back out on the road. I
2: don't well, know what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get to a point where you're like, dude, we're tired. We've been playing the same songs. How many more times am I going to play Rain and Blood? You know, I'm done with this. And Then it's going to be like, well, dude, now you don't have checks coming in anymore, and you want that. Yeah, That's... Rain and Blood, not so bad. No, not the
0: worst. Let me get out there and say it. Not, Not the worst. Cash grabs They're everywhere Especially in the movie Cash grabs okay. are everywhere Solo's being accused of just being a total cash grab Now I disagree I went into Solo going Eh, I'm probably not going to love it and As a matter of fact, there was a little bit in me on the way to the theater I was like, dude, the jerks who listen to this goddamn show <laughs> Make me feel like I just hate everything So I, I was like, man, you kind of have to like this no matter what And I got a little resentful over that And then I went into the theater, saw it, and I actually really enjoyed it I may actually go see it again over the weekend Star Wars out there lying a little bit, calling themselves the number one movie in America. A little lie there, from what I understand. If I'm looking at numbers correctly, I believe Deadpool's still beating it. Um, but cash grabs are everywhere in cinema. And there was going to be another huge one with the Crow reboot. Yeah. And they got Jason Momoa yeah. from uh, Game of Thrones fame. And I believe, isn't he also Aquaman from the Avengers? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he also plays that. Um, and he was supposed to be, I believe... The Crow itself. Like he was going to play the, the, the lead character. From what I understand, if I read correctly this morning, he's pulling out a said project and saying, look, we're done. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to walk away from this. Now, The Crow is one of those movies I feel like doesn't hold up. Like, it was great. Like, that was right in my ear. I graduated high school in 1994, right? So you're right in my zone. And I do believe that the Crow soundtrack might be one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. That's a good one. Do you get Dead Souls uh-huh. from Nine Inch Nails? You get Burn from uh, The cure, cure, which is probably the best Cure song ever. Like, there, you get this. Yeah. Like, there were so many good songs on that soundtrack. It was amazing. But when you go back and watch that movie... And the dude's on top of the church and he's just Mm. air, like, he's playing the guitar and it's not plugged in. It's just like, dude, this is a mess.
2: I want to disagree with you and I want to stand up for the crow because, like, yes, you were in high school. But I was in middle school So it was like oh, right there for me You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like When I grow up I'm going to be a loser like those dudes Wait right now, are, on that dude! Card. They're going to kill somebody It's awesome Look at that guy throwing those knives I love The Crow But dude you're 100% right it doesn't hold You up. go back and you watch it Nostalgia I'll still watch it but yes. like, Yeah The Crow But dude it's 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 not the best movie
0: There are definitely moments in that movie Where watching it now as a grown up You have to be like Let's fast forward to this So I don't <laughs> remember this right? right? There's definitely parts of that for sure but I thought it was it was obviously a big enough franchise. They did like 10 of them or whatever it was. They, they did a slew of them. It's obviously a big enough franchise to have gotten this done. I'm, I'm a little sad to see Jason Momoa walk away just because I believe, like again, you shoot it for this year, this decade, and maybe it comes out pretty good. There's another cash grab that's happening via cinema. cinema. And I don't know where I'm at on it. Okay. Love the first one as a kid. Okay. I remember my aunt and uncle took me and my cousin Jenny to go see it when we were kids. I was ten. And as a matter of fact, like the like the like the um the Kenny Loggins song came back on the radio on our way home from seeing the movie and I was singing it in the car. Okay. And my uncle, the big jerk he was, turned around and said, You know, if you studied your books as much as oh you do the God, radio. Shut if you studied your books as much as you did the radio, you'd be an A student. Okay, well I studied the radio and Look at where I am right now. Maybe studying the radio was exactly what I should have been doing. Uncle Earl. Maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what I should have done.
2: Sam's really giving him to the Get in the ribs. I don't
1: know.
0: All I right. shouldn't do that. Um, I should not do that. But I did, so whatever. And uh, But I am, of course, talking about Top Gun. And they got Tom Cruise. And I want to be like, well, yeah, what, what, what is Tom Cruise doing? Except for the fact that he's got a new Mission Impossible coming out, and that actually looks, for an action movie, looks like it's going to be pretty good. Dude, Top Gun is like the male movie. So much so that dudes were playing volleyball in jeans and we were like, yeah, no, I like it. That This is the way this looks. This is exactly what this looks
2: like. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there was a lot of, you know, and I mean, I guess you can be gay and be male, obviously. But like, I felt like there was a lot of people who felt that was... You know the ice, the Ice Man, and and the Maverick, and now they're taking their shirts off and playing volleyball together. And like, does he really even like that chick? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was plenty of that back in the day. I
0: uh, imagine the technology in filmmaking now.
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that, but wow, it would be a lot
0: better now. I mean, right? Like, dude, a lot of that the plane footage in that movie was just stock footage. Like, a lot of that stuff was just, you know what I mean? Like, now they would actually get you up there, and they would actually probably fly real plane. You know what I mean? They'd probably just do a lot of that, I would think. And you gotta do the fly upside down, flipping yeah, them the bird thing, right? Of course, dude. You <laughs> have to. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How could you not?
0: Now, my guess is, wait for the reboot. Tom, uh, Tom Cruise, Top Gun flight instructor, and the first female pilot through Miramar, right? I mean, that's where we're headed. I, would, I, haven't even looked at the, I haven't even looked at the description of the movie. I could be way off base. But it feels like the first woman through Top Gun schooling. Although I believe that was the woman he railed. Yeah, in it in doesn't say one. she was a part of that, too. Maybe it's her daughter. Maybe it's their daughter. Might be. But if I feel like there will be a female empowerment movement of Top Gun because it's so important. We overcorrect the steer in every movie coming out right now. But, dude, I love Top Gun as a kid. And I'm excited to have another one. And yeah, Tom Cruise is crazy, and he thinks a bunch of weird things, but who cares? He's Maverick. But Iceman's like 600 pounds now, dude. I don't think they're going to get Val Kilmer, right?
2: No, oh, totally. They'll have to. I mean, really? I, 100%. You can't put somebody else in that role. He's got to be there.
0: What's going to happen? Are we going to be on the aircraft carrier, and Val Kilmer's plane won't take off because he's had too many Twinkies? Is that what's <laughs> going on? Val Kilmer just taking advantage of National Donut Day, just can't get the plane off the ground? Maybe, that, maybe that's the thing in the movie. I would have liked to seen Jason Momoa as the crow. That's sad that that's not happening.
2: By the way, with that crow, um, the creator of the crow will be at the Hall of Fame City Comic-Con this year. The, oh. the, the creator of the comic, like the writer, the illustrator, oh. the guy that made that comic will be at the Hall of Fame City Comic-Con this year. Oh,
0: nice. Nice. Slayer tickets up for grabs. We'll take all our one 800 1-800-243-7625 on those. Active shooter situations are bad. Fake active shooter situations might be even worse. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope
1: you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Again tonight, first Friday, Phantom will be in a dunk tank. From seven to eight, you can find them on the corner of Court and Second Northwest uh, to benefit Foundations Canton. All part of First Friday this evening.
2: You've got me legit worried about this now. Like, dude, am I gonna get injured? Is something bad gonna happen to me? I'm dude, worried.
0: You're gonna want to do a trial run, okay? Like, you're gonna when you're sitting up there. You're, I can't believe out of all the hacky radio things you've had to do over your career, a you've tunnel. nobody's ever had you in a dunk tank. Never. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, no, I can't can't wait. Still a couple of head-scratchers from last night's uh, NBA Finals game number one there. Uh, Cavs fall to the Golden State Warriors. Um, They did cover, though, so I won that bet, and I did hit the over, won them both. There were a couple of head-scratchers left, um, and so we'll examine that around 9.30. But I saw this, I believe, out of Disney, now Florida. And uh, I don't really want to make this a Florida file story because it's really not funny. Um, And I worry about what's happening here with this stuff. You'll have to forgive me because I can't remember these kids' names, but weren't they from Willoughby that had, like, the. the, They were big YouTube stars, and, like, they went into that, um, like. Suicide Forest in Japan, and he filmed a bunch of stuff, and people got like uh, Paul, right? Logan no, Paul, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul.
2: I don't know if he, I don't know if there was a local tie in. I don't know if he was from Willoughby or not. But, I I think they're from the east side of Cleveland somewhere. Um, yeah, but that you know, it, it was very popular nowadays. Is like, uh, what do I want to say? Young adults kind of um going places and doing these like I don't want to say outrageous things because it's not pranky, but they go and they like you know. I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Uh, they instigate. Okay. They instigate, I okay. believe, right?
0: And not that that not that that's not okay in certain situations, right? And, um, and this stuff's wildly popular. As a matter of fact, I, I was out uh, to dinner the other night with a woman who has a uh, young child, and we just got to talking about what it is they're into and that kind of thing. And she was like, Dan, my kid doesn't even watch TV. I was like, what? She's like, my kid watches people like you play video games online or they watch the, these YouTube guys do stupid things. My kids, like yeah. my, my kid never asks for my Netflix login, never asks me to turn on cartoons, nothing. If he's got YouTube or his Xbox, he's perfectly good.
2: Yeah, kids love that stuff. I think a part of it is, is you're not sitting there for a half an hour or an hour. It's like, yo, this is a seven-minute video. You're getting through action, it. Action, right? action, 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 action. Um, and you know, people have brought up the fact of like, I can't believe these kids are sitting around watching YouTube videos of people playing games they could be playing. And I'm yeah. like, well... You, you, could have been, you could have been playing that guitar Elvis was <laughs> right, playing, too, dude. Right. You could have been doing it. You watch basketball. Right. Like, exactly you, could, right. you could go hoop it up. Exactly right.
0: Now I bring this up because a, a guy got himself in trouble, and I'm going to say guy. He's 22. Essentially, he is still a kid. That's, I mean, people my age look at 22-year-olds as a kid. You're not really an adult until you hit 30, and I'm going to actually move it up to 35. I, um, it's just the way it is. It's just the reality. But there's this guy who's got a, a, a YouTube show. He's 22. I'm not even going to give you his name because I, I, I don't want to give him any more promotion than what he's already had um, where he went into a theme park and wanted to do an experiment is what he called it. And he started telling people that were in attendance at the park and then actually found somebody who works at the park and told them there's an active shooter situation happening right now on the grounds. So then everybody starts to freak
2: out. Of course. Of course. How could you not?
0: How could you not? And eventually, then he like drags everybody down and he's like, Look, no, 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 I was just doing an experiment. I wanted to see what people's reactions were. And it's like, dude, how many times, I believe this happened in Florida. How many times has Florida got to be rocked by one of these where you still feel like, this is okay to do. Now, again, I'm the guy that's like, ah, eh, dude, freedom. I mean, it gets messy. You know, if you're free, then so am I, and my freedom will infringe on yours. And that's kind of the way it's supposed to be, and this and that. And that is true. There are there are truths in that, but I do find it disturbing. And I've made this point about guys who are on the internet and the internet only, because there's no company to hold that, that you're beholden to. That you go unchecked, and when you go unchecked, you think every idea you have is really smart. I get checked here. My boss will listen throughout the week and then say to me, at normally at the end of the week, maybe even Wednesday, something like that, pull me aside and be like, dude, loved yesterday, but you got to 935, and what the hell was this? What were you thinking? You had such a good show going, and then you torpedoed it with this. That's me being checked. That's me being reminded that not every idea that comes through my brain, not every story that I think is really interesting is the right thing to do. But you go unchecked on the internet, man, and nobody's there. There's no program director. There's no boss. There's no no corporate sponsors to be beholden to. There's none of that stuff, dude. And you just start believing all your own hype. And before you know it, you're out there... Presenting active shooter drills for people who are just trying to enjoy a theme park.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I don't even think it's debatable on whether this is <clears throat> appropriate or like. It, it, I mean, there's absolutely no. Tax I come down to on this. the side of no. It, you know, yeah. this is this is it's it's it, it's it's gross. It's it's offensive, and I know there's going to be some people and a lot of First Amendment um, purists who will be like, "Well, you can say whatever you want. You can never get in trouble for it." And it's like, no, dude, this is causing a panic situation. This is you know, you can't just harass people you can't just you know uh, yell fire in a crowded theater you can't say bomb uh, you know in the airport. airport so like there are limitations to what your free speech is and if you are going to use it in a fashion like this there has to be consequences you have to be arrested and hopefully the book is thrown at this guy dude because honestly well, can, they did arrest I mean can you imagine being you're 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 there with your kids and all of a sudden somebody's screaming at you there's a shooter there's a shooter uh, then not only does that ruin your your day that's ruining your vacation that's like i mean that's terrible i
0: um i'm i already took this message and i knew i would you were just earlier this week arguing for the fact that an active shooter video game should be able to be sold on the shelf yeah those are completely different. Yeah, things. those
2: are two very different things. Those are
0: very, very different things. What's happening there is a consumer is making the choice to buy said product and to play it. What is happening with this kid in Florida is he's forcing people to live at least temporarily in massive amounts of fear. Now, here's the other thing. Imagine if you would have told that to somebody a little too old and our heart stopped. Right. Imagine right. if that happens. Right. Now you're in a world of hurt, bro.
2: And I understand your point of like, well, until you're, you know, a certain age, you're not really an adult, but this gets 22. Like, yeah, it's an adult. Yes. Like,
0: I, I, you know what? And honestly, that was the wrong place to do that there because it almost sounds like I'm excusing it away, which I isn't. By 22, yes, you should be able to make better decisions than this, but I don't believe it's necessarily all age. I do believe in the podcast, live stream, Twitch world, you are a content provider and yet nobody's teaching you how to be one. The amount, dude, the amount of years that Fantone and I put in at radio stations before somebody cut us loose and were like, hey, go in there and give out your opinion on everything would be a lot. You have to get checked. You have to prove to people you can handle these things responsibly. Now, I'm not rallying against those mediums on the Internet. That's fine. I know we're going to have them. As a matter of fact, I'm a talented person. I welcome them because I want things that are going to force me to be better at what I do. I actually want it. Bring it on. I'm ready. I said it back in the O&A fights. Bring them on. And what happened? Ship those douches right back out. Right? That's exactly what happened. Bring it on is my mentality. So it's not like I'm afraid of the mediums. But I do believe there's something that happens where you just don't, you, you haven't been guided properly like, we give my boss a lot of crap here, but he's a brilliant programmer and he really does know how to like sit you in the office and be like, dude, if we would have shaved two and a half minutes off that thing, which he's gonna tell me about this break right here, this would have been so much better. And you kind of need that every now and again to keep you in bounds. That's why there's a boss where you work, and that's why there's a boss where I work. I believe we demonize bosses, but at the end of the day, in a lot of situations, we absolutely 100% need them. Fantone has found a head-scratcher surrounding J.R. Smith from last night's game. He's upset about it. We'll examine it together as a class next on Rock 106.9. The
1: Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Uh, we were going to examine this take that people have about J.R. Smith online, but we'll hold that off to end the program because Fantone sent me this during the break. And yikes. Get ready to learn the name. Nathan Larson. You're going to hear it a lot today, my guess is. Okay. Maybe over the weekend some a little too. Some of your media outlets probably won't get to this till Monday. Nathan Larson is a 37-year-old accountant from Charlottesville, Virginia. He's running for Congress as an independent candidate. He's also a known pedophile. He admitted to the Huffington Post on Thursday. Apparently he had bragged in website posts about raping his late ex-wife. In a phone call, Larson confirmed that he created the now defunct websites SUIPED.org I don't know what the I don't know what the first part of that, but I'm sure p e d is supposed to be pedophilia or, you know what I mean something like that I don't know what the first part of that is i'm 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 um, I'm at a loss there um but it was basically a system of chat rooms that served as gathering places for pedophiles and violence minded misogynists like himself now Huffington Post reached out. After confirming that his campaign website shared an IP address with these forums on them, among others, his sites were terminated by their domain host this, uh, this last Tuesday on the phone. Apparently he was very open about his pedophilia and seemingly unfazed about his long odds of attaining government office. Jeez, let's hope not. He goes on to say here, Nathan Larson does about his pedophilia. A lot of people are tired of political correctness and being constrained by it. People prefer when there's an outsider who doesn't have anything to lose and is willing to say what a lot of what's on a lot of people's minds. I am terrified if he thinks pedophilia is what's on a lot of people's minds. I'm sure it's a lot more people than what we realize. Yeah. But I also think it's one of these things where it's like because of how it gets reported. Sometimes we hear these stories because they break through. It does kind of make you think like Jesus is everybody touching kids like that can happen. I don't think the average person listening to you and I right now has a desire to have sex with children. Fingers crossed, dude. Fingers (laughs) crossed there. Asked whether or not there was a grain of truth in his essay about father-daughter incest and another about raping his ex-wife repeatedly, he said simply, yes, offering that plenty of women have rape fantasies. That's a different thing. It's a very different thing for you to come out and say, my wife and I, my ex-wife and I, would simulate rape as part of our consensual sex thing. That's different than saying, yeah, I raped my wife, which by the way, you flat foot, you can totally rape your wife. I know that's going to be an idiot tweet I take. You can rape your wife, mouth breather. You totally can. That's a different thing to say we simulate rape acts in our sex life, which I would be perfectly okay with. Two adults, you do whatever you want in there. But to laugh it off and say, yeah, I raped my wife because some women like the idea of it is crazy.
2: Now, can he make the argument of I'm a a fictitious writer here where I'm writing things that I don't necessarily want to do or, you know, wouldn't do. But, you know, people write stories about, you know, murdering people. And, you know, nobody looks at Stephen King like, dude, you you want to slice everyone's head off?
0: Um, you don't think in the onset of his career people were looking at him a little weird
2: but big picture do I think Stephen King's a psycho no I think the guy's just a creative person who goes into the dark areas of the world
0: that is weird that is that is strange to to, to think that in certain areas that you could just dip into your into your like the I don't want to say sick, but different part of your brain to find a unique idea. And that one thing doesn't hold. But if you feel like this, I feel like you're going to touch kids.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, I think sex changes a lot of stuff here. And then you throw sex with children. You're getting into an ultimate taboo. Now,
0: according to Nathan Larson's campaign manifesto, his platform as a quasi neo reactionary libertarian. Dear God, I
2: that's like that's like the, the, the genre breakdowns of metal bands. People right. are like, oh, black metal, death metal, it's death, it's death horrorcore. Right. Okay. Horrorcore. <laughs> okay.
0: Quasi neo reactionary libertarian.
2: I don't even know what all that
0: is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what all that is. He says here it includes protecting gun ownership rights, establishing free trade, and protecting white supremacy, as well as legalizing incestuous marriage and child pornography. There you go. In the manifesto, Nathan Larson called Nazi leader Adolf Hitler a white supremacist hero. He urged Congress to repeal the Violence Against Women Act. Oh my God. We need to switch to a system that classifies women as property, initially of their fathers and later of their husbands. He also showed sympathy for men who identify as involuntary celibates or incels, suggesting that it is unfair that they are forced to pay taxes for schools, welfare, and other support from other men's children. (laughs) Using the pseudonym Lysander, L-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that properly. I don't know that word. Using the pseudonym Lysander, Larson frequently participated in conversations on his own message board as he did confirm to the Huffington Post. Now, this is where the term, okay, let's, let's, let, let's back up here a little bit. Nothing about what this guy is saying is people being fed up with being PC. None of this stuff's not PC. This is immoral. That's a very different thing, I believe.
2: I was going to say, now your lines of morality and political correctness are going to be different than other people's. That's true.
0: But I would hope that we could g- agree together as a classroom that pedophilia, not good.
2: Yeah. Yes, we can. We can for sure.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, that, that I mean, pretty much that's all I need. Okay. right? That's all, all right. I need. I mean, we can agree you to that. You know what I mean? But I I have gone round and round with somebody. How do I how do I frame this conversation? Carefully. <laughs> I have engaged in oral debate, face to face with a person who had admitted to a group of people once. That he has had thoughts about sleeping with children, but does Jesus. not but does not get turned on by them, does not fantasize about it, does not look at child pornography, has never acted upon it, and was like, you can't technically classify me as a pedophile. Or is it the other way? I think if somebody's argued it the other way to me, that pedophile doesn't mean, it just means you have the desire, but not that you've actually touched a child. No, not that you've actually done it.
2: Yeah, and I was going to say, worth noting here too, difference between a pedophile that is... A pedophile is prepubescent children if you want to bang a 17 year old i still look down my nose at you it doesn't necessarily put you in the same in the same realm as somebody who's going to have sex And that's yeah. a, it's a gray line well, or a gray area i, I was going
0: to say that's a technicality that the society's not going to grant you no and nor should I mean? it nor but, should they. but
2: but but they kind of do sometimes they they're do. like ah it's 17 who cares roy Moore, the teacher at mckinley who cares yeah I, I, that's true i mean we do kind of do that so 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 we move that around um this is this is an interesting thought to me because uh, you know when it comes down to it i think we can all agree that what i want out of this is less kids getting touched, less kids getting victimized. That's at the end of the day. All I right. don't want children to be victims of these monsters. I'll if it. you are a person who has that desire, who's thought about something like that, never done it. What do you do with that? What do you? What well, do you, that's why I brought it up. Where 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 do you go? Because
0: I don't believe very many people are going to be receptive to you. Where no. if, 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 we're, we're, this is kind of crazy here, right? If I was to walk out, let's not make it me.
2: Yeah, let's if, not. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> if, let's, let's not, whoa, buddy, Friday. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> (laughs) What are we doing? Dude, Friday at 935.
1: God.
0: But if an average person was to walk into their boss's office, maybe a friend's office, or even like a medical center and say, I am a heroin addict. I am powerless to this thing. At least currently, I'm powerless to it. You have to help me. The world would stop and be like, "Well, you can't demonize it." Well, I mean, the num- So, I mean, are we going to maybe get to the point in the next few years where pedophiles start to come out of the closet and be like, "Bro, it's a disease."
2: Well, it, it, at the very least, I mean, I think that, or not even I think I know the number one reason why people do not seek help with their addiction is they don't want to be viewed Judgment. as a junkie. They yeah. don't want to be viewed I mean, as sure, a, yeah. as an addict. They don't want to be like, "Oh, those pieces of crap people." You know, yeah. just get your life together. So it's got to be considerably harder to do it with something like this, which is so taboo, which is so immoral, which is so wrong. At least you're like you said, I mean, like you can go and say, Hey, I'm an, I'm an addict. What am I supposed to do here? You have to help me. I don't know. I don't know how anybody gets over this conversation. How, how you have this
0: Nathan, uh, Nathan Larson running for Congress in Charlottesville, Virginia. And again, he had said, we need to switch to a system that classifies women as property initially of their fathers and later of their husbands. Now, That sounds crazy to you. Let me tell you how we already have that. And this got highlighted in the royal wedding. And I can't believe it wasn't a bigger story. That woman that married Prince whoever the hell. Meghan uh, Markle. Markle, right. There was a little bit to be made of, via social media, her bravery to walk down the aisle alone. And then at the end, I guess she kind of grabbed somebody, but she was doing like the start of it alone. And they said that all the Twitter accounts were like, this is a bold strike for feminism. And I thought what I always think at the onset of these things, my eyes are rolling around in my head and I went, oh my God, I get it. She is so brave. But then I really started to think about that. Why does the father walk the bride down the aisle? It looks sweet and innocent to you now. But what do you think that came from? This bitch was mine. You take her. You give her your name. You do whatever you want to her. That's the way it was. This is one of those things that's still in practice today that the roots of it are not good and not great. So as I think he's a pig and repugnant for saying this stuff, and more importantly, I think he's a pig for thinking it, this thing... He like we already have this like that's why that was you were property women were property that were shared that that were then given from family to the new family you were a breeder that's what it was that's of course not the way it should be and it's awful but as I was rolling my eyes at the royal wedding I was like. You know what? You want to laugh these kinds of things off so easily, which a examine that. Why do you just want to be like ah these you know millennials? Why do you just want to dismiss things in a way? It's because you don't want to give up on, on things that you were taught in am tradition.
2: I'm not gonna change my mind. What are you talking about?
1: What <laughs> no, new information? Now I gotta think no, different,
0: right? No. But that's what it is. But there was a little bit of like, you know what? Maybe if I got married, I don't want my wife's husband, like or I'm sorry, father, walking her down the aisle. Be like, here, this is your problem now.
2: Don't want your wife's husband saying dude, that either. Dude. I grew up, I grew
0: up with a woman and I shouldn't do this. Her name's Annie, and I love Annie, right? But Annie's dad always kind of felt like, this is my kid that's got a little failure to launch thing. And he said, I'm not walking her down the aisle until I feel like I can hand over my checkbook and somebody can handle her bills. Think about what he said. He's essentially saying, This was my property, now it's yours. This is one of those old-world things that happens every day in a wedding, and we all look at it and think it's sweet, when in reality, the onset of this, the beginnings of this, the genesis of this are not great. We do need to examine this hot take that's online, hot takes uh, about J.R. Smith. Fantone's Tone's beside himself about it, so we'll do that next on Rock 106. This report is brought
1: to you by Uma Office. Rock 106.9
3: all i gotta say is it's friday and everybody help me say the sinner's prayer say oh god
1: oh my night.
3: clint parker
1: melinda brown Duncan, baby
3: and josh Rockin' roller a friend of mine said to me the other day why don't you write a
1: song about all this nfl stuff so here goes it's called kick the dust up if he were habitual
3: homosexuals then by all means take a hike. I
1: thought I liked women! Women, 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 women! Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f- my sister. Wow.
2: It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint
1: Parker
0: to turn around and take off his pants? Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just
2: gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries.
1: You gonna doing this, dumbass. You fool. open your mouth like so you did milk. Open your mouth, man. got do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't
3: seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants,
1: you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! That sound like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking.
2: You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut.
3: Being in the industry with how much do you take on your face? Bam! All upside
1: his head.
2: Just slap him. That going to
1: make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the kid. I had, I had to take off my shoes. Friend. So kiss my black Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I'm
0: watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser.
2: Hill misses. Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it a hill. Hill shot blocked.
0: And we'll go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith the thought
1: score. they had the lead. He no, didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad mistake by J.R. Smith.
0: Not even the score, the game clock. He was just unaware of the situation. That's J.R. Smith there, kind of botching. Uh, some things last night in the NBA Finals Game 1. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show there. Fantone's read this take online a couple of times, and he's kind of pissed about it. Apparently, people are are, are blaming J.R. Smith's troubles on the Hennessy, the Henny.
2: Here's what I'm going to say is I want to stand up for J.R. Smith. Even as that happened last night watching it in real time, I just felt this like horror because, dude, he is honestly put himself into my top 10 Cavaliers of all time. Love the dude. Love his attitude. Love his swagger. Love his ability and his confidence in himself to go out there and doesn't matter. I'm a shooter. Shooter's going to shoot. Alright,
0: audience, I think Fantone's lying to you. He likes the pipe.
2: Well, he, hey, he, dude, he, hey, he, he, sure. he a hey, little league. bit of pipe in there, too, and <laughs> I'm not going to... He's trying to get it. He's trying to get it. And, and, and as it happened last night, I knew there was going to be a big backlash against J.R. Smith, and rightfully so. I'm frustrated about it. I'm angry about it, Um, but it's just... It, I just feel like it It's a very lazy take, and I know part of it's like, well, dude, we're just joking, but like, this whole, like, well, boy, J.R. Smith must have been sipping on that henny at halftime. That's the only reasonable explanation of what happened. Oh, dude, what is he? Is he smoking blunts at halftime? And it's like.
0: Well, hold on. You're in California. Okay. Full on legalization. Okay. You mean to tell me there's not a chance J.R. Smith ate some gummy bears before the game?
2: I mean, but, I mean, we know athletes do this stuff. But he could have very well done that in Cleveland, right? I mean, oh sure. So, so, and, but but he put forth a great defensive game yesterday. If you want to look at like the entire game and like especially early, at, he did. And yeah. look at what he did and, and how much he made Steph Curry work. That's a part of the reason the Cavaliers were in this game. Now, like I said, for sure it, it is. You're it, right. It, it, was, it was a huge, huge, huge mental error on his on his behalf. And LeBron had to be furious with him. If I was his teammate, oh, you've seen the meme today. I would be furious with him. There's no question about it. Especially as an NBA. A champion, as a veteran, as somebody who's been around the association for 10 plus years at this point, dude, you have to understand those things. Um, but there's just so many other things that went wrong, and I know it's an easy scapegoat to be like, dude, this guy sucks, but I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like it just gotten very like I don't know, hot takey, I guess. Now
0: I took the Cavs last night getting 13, and I also bet the over at 214 and a half. Right? And so I feel like I would maybe hate J.R. Smith more. If I had I lost my bets, because when I was watching it, I was like, Oh my god, what is happening right here? But then I looked at the score and I realized I was like, Oh dude, if this thing ends right now. I win. I went and I won big last night. I mean, big for, for what I consider to be big. I, um. I mean, I, I hit pretty good last night, and so th- I think I'd be more mad about it today had it led to me losing my bet, for sure.
2: I think there's something very much being overlooked in that loss last night. Yes, J.R. Smith's knucklehead behavior is is an issue. Um, jo- hey, maybe it was Kevin Love's hair. Jeez Louise, dude, that was awful. Now, the only thing Bad. I thought, and my girlfriend brought this up, when he was in concussion protocol, do they have to, like, put stuff on your head? A bowl? Well...
1: Alright, alright, alright.
2: The LeBron suit was terrible, and George Hill missing that free throw was awful and you know there was there's just a million different things you can point at and say like dude if this one thing would have changed but I really feel like Ty Lu is skating by without a lot of heat on him today and the fact that he stuck with Jordan Clarkson so, so much long? yesterday dude, it, it was it was a terrible Agreed. and I mean a fundamentally terrible decision there's 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 a point to be made of well who's going to fill those minutes who are you putting in there instead of him anybody else well do put out there at least you're going to get defensive effort out of the guy in passing and, 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 and dude I mean Jordan Clarkson, so many times yesterday, and my buddy brought this up to me, he just looks like a sophomore who made the varsity team. Where it's like, dude, you can ball, like you can go out there and you've got the skill set to do it. When we're playing Phoenix. But when you're trying so hard to be LeBron, to be that difference maker and not understanding your role, like Larry Nance last night understood his role perfectly and what he had to do and how he can maximize his, his, his potentials and his abilities out there on the court. But to stick with Jordan Clarkson after he made so many bad decisions, that that, to me, is the thing where I look at yesterday and I'm like, what caused this loss? It was sticking with Jordan Clarkson. Nobody talking about Ty Lu today.
0: Well, I, I, I wanted to, but I feel like I've been talking about Ty Lu for two seasons, and what I didn't want to be guilty of is beating a dead horse. I came out two seasons ago and told you Ty Lu is nothing but not David Blatt. That's all he is. He's an average coach. He would probably get picked up by another team, and he would be all right. I don't think he's next level. I think he's probably just average, and that there's nothing wrong with that. You, you need to start somewhere and build your career. I just don't necessarily love you building it when we have the greatest player in the NBA currently. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think it was necessarily all refs. Reversing that charge was a bad call in yeah. that moment. I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. That call could have been whistled either way in the moment, but it was called a charge on the, on the court, and switching that call in the moment I think is crazy in an NBA Finals game. I just feel like that wasn't the best, and I actually feel a little bit bad for LeBron today. I really do. Because he had that team close. I mean, he scored what fifty-one or something. Like he right. went off, and so like to have you close, have you able to win it? And do you were up with a couple of minutes left to go in the game? It's it's a shame. This one felt like one they could steal. And I said yesterday on the show, game ones matter. You get in people's head. I believe Draymond Green will be in Tristan Thompson's head for the rest of the series, and he's obviously we've obviously seen if you mess with Tristan about Chloe, he can't keep his composure. And I look for that to be a much bigger factor in the series moving forward. Next game, Sunday, 8 p.m. The Mirage on the Strip already has the Cavs at 13-point dogs yet again. Probably going to bet that way one more time. Aside from that, we are done. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. It is first Friday. Fantone will be in the dunk tank He'll be on the corner of Court and 2nd Street Northwest from 7 to 8 this evening for Foundations Canton. So if you're heading out for First Friday, let's take the tall guy and put him underneath some water. Damn it. And aside from that, we'll talk to you again Monday morning. You guys have a great weekend. See ya. Dan Stansberry.
1: And his boy, Wunter Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.